Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. This is episode 141, and today is the biggest episode of the year. That's Counting down our top 10 movies of 2022, as well as our top 10 beers that we uh, featured on the show. Turn up. So going to be huge. I know it's uh, a little late in the month. Most of these episodes have already come out, but uh, took a week off to do some celebratory things. Dad was in town, so no episode last week, but we did uh, publish our Alien Premium, so that is available on Bandcamp now for a minimum donation of $1. Check it out. And we recorded the 80s Cronenberg Premium, so that will be coming up in the next month. We were pumping out content. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We deserved a goddamn break. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. God rested. (laughs) And on the seventh day, (laughs) Southern Cinema rested. That is true. Much needed rest. Um, All right. So, what's uh, anything? Let's keep it brief. This is going to be a long episode. So, anything we need to touch on before we get into this? Uh, no, I'm, I mean, I'm glad I survived making it here because of the amount of people I saw yeah, the sliding roads are, out of control. Roads are bad. <laughs> Recording on a Sunday at th- three o'clock. It was perfectly fine yesterday and now I woke up completely. It's sp- not 10 a.m. We're not going to be drinking out. beer at 10 a.m. Yeah, it's not. We wouldn't do that. It's, it's not 10 p.m. <laughs> yeah, it's 10.54 p.m. <laughs> not a.m. All right, well, let's fucking get into it. I got, uh, it was my beer pick this week. And I actually grabbed two beers because finally are able to find what? What are you looking at me like that for? <laughs> um, Grab whichever one you see first. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> whichever one's closer. <laughs> you can grab whatever one, but I, I, when, I get, when I explain it, you can, um, y- you can decide if you want to do this or not. So anyway. Grabbed both of these beers because they're from a brewer that has been notoriously hard to find in Michigan, but I saw these. Had to grab them both. Uh, we have two beers from 903 Brewers, uh, which if you remember, a while ago featured our favorite beer, I believe collective beer of t- last year, 2021, which was Raining Marshmallows. Yes. So we uh, we love this brewery and... Wanted to try them both. Love us back, please. So, yeah. So I did get two, and uh, I got a precious vanilla stout, like precious vanilla stout. <laughs> precious. Yeah. Thanks, Jacob. Uh, yeah. Features a little picture of Gollum from Lord of the Rings on there, holding a vanilla leaf. It, yep. There you go. Or a flower. Vanilla flower. <laughs> <laughs> Leaves, flowers. One and the same. They're plants. Yeah, exactly. Pieces. Uh, okay, so <laughs> let's get to pieces. <laughs> precious vanilla first. Okay, so coming in at fourteen percent ABV. Fourteen. Again, it is ten fifty four p.m. <laughs> yes, definitely not a.m. Not before noon on a Sunday. <laughs> it's six o'clock. The wherever, Lord's Day. Wherever you are, it's that exact time. Uh, only one hundred and seventy eight check-ins, but of those check-ins, it's coming in at a four point one one average. So. Okay, let's get to the. So we have a pretty big swing here on our rating. Pretty our big. Our rating could three, three, do some damage yeah. or help them out. Oh, we have power. 
We'll, we'll well, be, what is three? What is one review to rule one, them all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and say the rings of the beers of power here. We're like the dwarf, <laughs> no, okay. the elves with their three <clears throat> rings. There you go. That. We can uh, we can almost sway it by two percent. We're okay. 2% if we all picked one. <laughs> uh, okay. Description reads, our guild of brewers have crafted this imperial stout aged on sugar maple wood and within its obsidian depths reside an unmatched power from an, en- from an enchanting blend of four vanillas from around the world. Tahitian, Tahitian, Madagascar, Hawaiian, and Sri Lankan and Sri Lankan vanilla coalesce within the darkness to forge an alliance of flavor, shielding this stout from banality and vapid- vapidity. An alluring aroma of chocolate and vanilla is undeniable is an undeniable invitation to its rapturous flavors of hearty mouthfeel. Mouthfeel? Don't say that. <laughs> this, <late>. reserve se- <laughs> this reserve series stout is designed to be an obsession, sure to become your precious. And somebody opened up a thesaurus. <laughs> know, Jacob, like, did you write this? This is the wordiest description. <laughs> rapturous. I mean, very Tolkien-esque, though. <laughs> description. True. It would be a, at least a page long. <laughs> describing a leaf falling slowly <laughs> to the ground. Can we have a most try-hard award for, <laughs> for beer descriptions? <laughs> just put this in the just put this in the category. <laughs> it, it, no, it's for next year. It yeah, next year. Um, so that yeah. could be a good one. That craziest untapped <laughs> uh, description. Yeah, whether it's three paragraphs long or one sentence yep. long. Um, okay. So yeah, uh, nine hundred three didn't say, but it is out of Sherman, Texas. Texas. I'm guessing that's an area code. Tejas. 903. Yeah. Or there's 903 brewers working for them. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> it's got to be one of those. <laughs> one of those. Two. One or the other. 50-50. <laughs> um, all right. So here's my thought is we can crack this, try it, get the other beer, and then... Crack it. Crack it and try it. Possibly. Like side by side? So, okay. Right. Just give me the other beer, Jacob. <laughs> Just get give them me the other out. one. God damn it. All right. So the next beer, also from 903 Brewers, is the Maple Cookie Cream Ale. Now we uh, kind of, I think, feel like notoriously hate on cream ales. They're usually not very good. But when I saw this, it sounded delicious. Plus it's from 903. Uh, this is a cream ale aged on maple and vanilla bean. So, the thought is that this and the Precious Vanilla Stout would blend very well together. I think so, too. And you have another long, long... Oh, can't wait. Okay, anyway. (laughs) Maple Cookie Cream Ale coming in at 6% ABV. Uh, Also very low. So, that means 20% together. 159 (laughs) 159 ratings. We have even more power. We have more power out of this one. So... Uh, I'll read the description here. Maple cream cookies are the snacky sweet inspiration for our latest cream ale. This beer is bubbling up with flavors of shortbread cookies, indulgent maple syrup, and hints of vanilla cream. The bready malts and medium body support the sweeter additions while highlighting their interplaying harmonies with the base beer. This playful cream ale finish is not too heavy and feels airy in spite of its indulgent sweetness. Our maple cookie cream ale is the perfect marriage of these festive flavors. It's a connection that has us feeling sappy. Like I said, yeah, definitely want to try them separately, get the flavors, check them in, rate them on their own prowess, mm-hmm. and then uh, do a little blend, you know, because 
Speaking of sappy, though, I did just have a beer at Dirty Bird called Sap on Tap, and it was very delicious. Is that maple <laughs> It was very, Sap very maple on tap. I feel like what, it'd be uh, was extru- a style? It was an imperial style. Oh, okay. Who makes it? Grand Armory. Mm. I thought it would nice. be, so I couldn't imagine it not being barrel-aged because of how sweet it was. So if it wasn't, right. I feel like it would be like the sweetest thing ever. Way too, yeah. But Way too sweet. it was still good. On tap. Yeah. On tap. <laughs> Sap on tap. All right. What are we cracking first? Uh, let's do the pressed vanilla. But I also, sorry, missed this on the can. Did you see what it pairs with? Yep. Yeah. Pairs with Feasting Like a Hobbit, Adventures with Friends, and One Beer to Rule Them All. Oh, I was like, that's not what my can says at all. I was reading the other can. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that has a pairs with too? Yep. Go ahead yeah. and read that Chai, one. spiced cookies, mm-hmm. chicken and waffles, and fuzzy flannels. Mm, chicken and waffles. I see that. All right. Are we going all right. precious first? Um, I think so, right? We started with that one, so. Yeah. Fucking shit. I pulled it All over my face. Did you do it too? Every time. <laughs> Jacob enjoys it, so he I'm does a, it on purpose. T- uh. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Boom! There's the flavor! Wow. Mm. Yeah, pretty vanilla. So vanilla, but weirdly, <laughs> like, I don't think I've had... Like any of these vanillas that they've talked about on here, Madagascar. What are you talking about? Is that Madagascar? <laughs> you never had. had sh- you never I don't had think Sri I've Lankan. had Sri Lankan, <laughs> Tahitian, or Hawaiian. You might have had Hawaiian. Maybe, who knows? but not. Do you blended. check where your vanilla has been sourced every yeah, time? Usually. <laughs> Speaking of vanilla, you know that it has to be at a certain ABV. <laughs> that is true. A Otherwise, alcohol it's level. Imitation vanilla, right? And or you remember what that is? Thirty-five percent. There we go. Has to be at least thirty-five percent by law. Yes, we did look at this up last week <laughs> to see if we could get fucked up on vanilla. <laughs> turns, out, turns out you absolutely you can. can. It would just cost you an arm and a leg. Um, Being a very yeah. expensive fuck up when you could just do well vodka. But True, very true. Okay, anyway, back to this. I do want to note that this isn't a skinny can. It's kind of cool. Think of, is this our first... Uh, These are just old Red Bull cans. First beer <laughs> in a skinny can? I don't think I've ever uh, had a... Rochelle was in a skinny can. Oh, yep. Is this the first Imperial Stout that's made with vanilla that we've had in a skinny tea? <laughs> <laughs> that could be. This, this is the first Lord of the Rings themed beer we've had in no, a skinny can. It's n- yeah, in yeah. a skinny can. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's not the first one. Not the first Lord of the Rings beer, though. Oh, no, not by a long shot. I haven't eaten a goddamn thing today, too. Nope. So, we fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> this should be fun. Wow, that vanilla is like really interesting yeah, yeah it's really deep like it's mm-hmm. it's it's complex. really f- yeah, yeah full yeah it really covers the like the chocolate is usually chocolate is like the note i get first and this is it like blends it out and how's the mouth feel it's uh rapturous what is i know something like that <laughs> i think so the it's rapturous flavors and a hearty mouth feel hearty Mm. Yeah, the the feels very hearty. Sugar maple wood. Does have like quite a. It does. It's not too sweet because uh, I mean it is very boozy, 
But Very. then like the aftertaste is like more vanilla. Yeah, and like not tart, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> vanilla. <laughs> not tart, but completely opposite <laughs> of that. Yeah. Not like, you know what's the opposite of that? <laughs> Burger That's what King, it is. but you know what I mean. Whopper, whopper, <laughs> whopper. I just found out speaking of that. Uh Hans Zimmer. Oh, you wrote that song? Got paid thirteen <laughs> got thirteen percent off of some type of um, deal with Burger King, just confirmed. I just saw it today. Wait, he's gonna <laughs> write what? a thing. No, no, for no, Burger he King? did. Oh, Hans Zimmer, what? Burger King. Watch, it's a thing. It's a whole thing. T- two days ago, it's on the old Twitter space. Burger Burger King CEO Jose Sill reveals that he gave legendary film composer Hans Zimmer thirteen percent control of the company as payment for their. Whopper, whopper, whopper jingle. See, he did write it. Yeah, he really <laughs> did write it. <laughs> Told you. Hans Zimmer strikes again. What a goat. So they gave him 13%, 13% of the control of the, con- of the company. Just the jingle. And, they, and the guy quoted, it was worth every penny. But like, they have so much money. Well, Why are they just paying that, him? I feel like that's... That wasn't popular because it's a good jingle. Like that's popular because of like its meme status. Like, but what's a good that, jingle? It, it, no, it's, it's the it's the contrast of playing it after a player almost dies on the field, and now people are taking it and saying like, "Oh, if nine eleven was in twenty twenty three, be like the South Tower just hit whopper whopper flame girl whopper." Yes. I don't even think I've heard this. I think it's right here. You haven't seen these TikToks? No. I mean, it is catchy. I'm giving him credit for that, but I'm saying I don't think it's popular because of how catchy it is. I think it's popular because of like the memes on TikTok. <laughs> all I know is, is popular because of TikTok. It's true. <laughs> all I know is every top ten it gets song. stuck in my head all the time. That could be like I don't watch, I don't see a lot of commercials too because I don't like ever watch live TV. If you watch any kind of ads, you might see it more. Yeah, yeah. yeah I see, never it's see. always on Hulu. Yeah, like a lot. Oh, see. yeah. See, I don't even. I never watch it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, people that are watching sports and other live TV and they see it, I give them credit for that, but it's a good point. But Hans Zimmer, I mean, <laughs> come on, what a goat. Yeah, we have, our, we have our film composers writing jingles for fast food now. Game over, man. <laughs> Why not? Get real. It's, it's like, I mean, M- Michael Jordan played baseball. Why can't Hans Zimmer make <laughs> jingles? <laughs> Sure. Drake made a dan- Drake made a dance album. <laughs> Drake made a dance album. Maybe Hans Zimmer's like, you know what? What else I'm can I do? I could do a jingle. And every time I said, stay in your lane, <laughs> to all of those people, stay in your lane. <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, we do have Hans Zimmer's Dune coming at the end of the year, too. That is true. So he can redeem himself. I heard... Hey, if he I has 13% weird- of Burger King for writing a jingle... yeah. Like get the, get your bag. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I said. said. That's what I'm saying. I'll bag chase like Why a motherfucker. Why couldn't they just paid him like a million dollars? They're like, here's a tenth of our company. <laughs> yeah. Over that, yeah, more. How much is that in dog percentages? Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot of dogs. A lot, a lot of, of dogs. dogs. <laughs> that's a lot of chickens. Look at all those chickens. Look at all them chickens. <laughs> need that on the soundboard. That is. A <laughs> We'd good never one. get used. <laughs> We'd never use it, but that was for the one time. Like this, <laughs> when the one time you could use it. It'd be That's so true. funny. <laughs> Could have used it just now. 
Or uh, when we pl- when I read the chicken and waffles, you could have said, oh, look at all them chickens. See? Very true. You could have used it twice this episode. <laughs> okay. Uh, how do you want to do this? Do you want to drink it down to like a little bit and then I was going to put it in the glasses. Wanna, yeah, I'm saying like, do you want to do it now or do you want to wait, drink this down and then do it? I'm going to pour later. mine into the glass right now. Oh, and the whole I'm thing. Gonna, and then you can see how much see is how much, oh, yeah. Okay, that's a good idea. Like the way you think. Professional like drinker. A, yeah, it's like you're like a professional drink pour or something. I was on the gin and tonics last night, boys. So this is going to bring me back up. I had... Gin and tonics? I had like eight of them. Oosh. Damn. Well, I, Ka- uh, me and Kyle are on the no vodka Red Bulls anymore. Uh, that I'm is follow- true. I'm yep. following the same trend. It's a good idea. I do not want any more heart you know, I was following that trend before because they're gross. <laughs> Well, they're delicious. Well, That's the problem. No, they're not, though. <laughs> but there will be instances where Kyle and I will definitely still drink them. Yeah. It's got to be. I Can't mean, count like, them out completely. You just got to, we got to limit it. No doing them all night. <laughs> yeah. It's like if I'm feeling a little low. That's low, how then you it's start. Like, yeah, give me like one and then. We can start with like one yeah, or two switch and back then to vodka we'll sodas. go back to. Because yeah. <laughs> by that time, I mean, vodka sodas taste like water. Oh, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> All right, so are we ready to get into our list? I think we're going to start with beer. So we'll start with our top 10 beers. We'll, we'll let the hype build up for the top 10 movies. Uh, top 10 beers of 2022. We'll do it uh, round robin style, just like we do with the movies. Jacob, you want to start us off? All right, number, number one. At <laughs> <laughs> and at number one, I have... I have at number I 10... It. Well, the autocorrect killed us, but... It's Dames and the Giant Peach, ah. which is hat. I remember this tasting like biting into a peach, and that's about all I remember from it. But <laughs> apparently I liked it a lot. Give it a 4.25. My Very number cool. 10, a, a lot of these are going to be 4.25s. <laughs> so it's kind of <laughs> arbitrary to where right, so I'm just going to These are kind of just, I'm just yeah, going to look and be like kind of what I remember. Yeah, these are a little <coughs> less restrictive and as our top 10 movies, these are just, yeah. you know, 10 beers that we love. Yeah, I would yeah. Say. So at number 10, since I can't remember anything of it, but I did check it in, mm-hmm. is Bunk Bed Confessions, which would be on our, top, our 100. Our okay, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. Yes. I checked it in. I didn't rate it. So I don't remember what oh, I would have given it. I, I gave it a 4.25. So. Okay. <laughs> Jacob was blacked out so <laughs> I think it was from Watermark Brewing I think that, was I th- that sounds right yeah it was the guy with the helmet yeah yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we had I had, the, I had two of them that were actually on our top 100 and I'm so happy I, I uh, Listen, put the rating in mm, yeah because <laughs> you guys didn't I didn't check in either though. yeah I was wondering what I would have rated that and Mega C&D I don't have rated either that's, Ooh, what, that's the other we'll, one I didn't rate we'll <laughs> like find out in. what I gave Mega C&D okay. here in a little bit <laughs> You only have two, though? There might be... Okay, maybe you didn't like the third one. Anyway, uh, my number 10 is a recent one. Westaf- West... Oh. Weinestafener Vitas. Jacob, say it. I'm <laughs> just kidding. You just have to say it. If you say it, like... If you sound like you're mad, then you can yeah. pass it. Weinestafener Vitas. Uh, anyway, oh, yeah, this is a Bach. Uh, Weissenbach. Well, I guess, yeah, we Germany. should do style. And yeah, I liked it quite a bit for a Bach. I mean, I'm not saying I dislike Bachs, but they typically are hard to fall into the higher ratings range. And I uh, liked it quite a bit. Yes, yeah, it's from Bayerisch Statusbury Westfalenischen in Germany. 
<laughs> so I gave it a four two five as well. I am going to do the uh, real quick just a style because I guess guess we should probably do style too. Yeah, yeah. Mugbag Confessions is an imperial style, thirteen and a half percent from Watermark Brewing out of Stevensville, Michigan. Very cool. Yeah, I'm not going. It had the cacao, <laughs> vanilla, and orange peel. That was that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> All right. You wish you would have rated it. I wish I would have rated it. Wish you would rated it. Well, you have it, so I don't need yeah. to say it again. There you yeah. go. <laughs> All right. Number nine, I have Japanese Green Tea IPA, mm. second edition from Stone. And it is a IPA, a double IPA. And <coughs> I don't want to confuse this with the other one I was thinking of, but... Yeah, I just remember this. Being you have two green tea IPAs <laughs> on there. A couple of tea ones, yeah. <laughs> okay. No, not on here, but I want to make sure I'm remembering the taste of this one. I just, I think it was very refreshing almost mm-hmm. and tea-like. <laughs> you could actually taste the tea aspect a lot, and I thought it was interesting. And so, we drink so many beers that it's not too often you get one that completely is different than what you've had. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'll just tag team on that because that is my number nine as well. Oh, Ooh. wow. That's cute. And um, I do remember it tasting a lot like tea. And it was, I think we had it in the summer. So it was like mm-hmm. kind yeah, of the perfect, <coughs> perfect beer to have during the during the um, summer. And it did have a nice um, hoppy finish too. So it was still an IPA at its roots, but had the nice green tea. You know, I, I heard they recently decided to add more hops to it. That's uh, whose voice is that? McLovin. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, you said it. Hoppy flavor. Come on. Um, all right, my number nine is a beer from a local favorite. Maybe not local. Michigan favorite. Uh, same, same, different from mm-hmm. Holmes. Local enough. Which is an American IPA. Um, yeah, just a nice citrusy, but not uh, hazy. IPA, Mosaic, Citra, and Simcoe. Just a great, solid IPA. Gotta, gotta love those. Uh, I gave that a 425 as well. Jacob? Well, <laughs> number eight, I got Brains. With eight A's. Mango, Lemon, Lime. No more, no less. From Drecker. And it's a smoothie beer slushy beer, whatever you want to call them, beer. And this is the one that hits the marks I like in the smoothie beers. I, you need that, like, tartness. I still want it to be, like, a sour, but in fruity versus, like, the dessert pastry beers that are also in the same <coughs> category-ish. Mm-hmm. And this one nailed it. Turn up. <coughs> My number eight is, let me take a deep breath here. Dragon's Milk Bourbon Barrel Aged Stout with Stroop Waffle Cookies, Coffee, Caramel, and Cinnamon. So this wasn't technically featured, but we did drink it on the show. Jacob brought it because it was his pity beer because he missed, he forgot beer one week. So he had to ah. make it up to us <laughs> and buy two. And this was the second of the two. Hey, if we drank it, it on the show, we said it. The show. Beer. Counts. Um, Dragon's Milk is from New Holland brewing out of Holland, Michigan, um, and it is a, an imperial stout sitting at 11%. This is the 2022 skew, obviously, not to be confused with just the Stroop Waffle skew. 
Cool, cool. Okay, my number eight is Tip Top of the Morning. Top of the Morning. <laughs> which is a uh, uh, beer from Great Notion Brewing out of Portland, Oregon. Uh, it is a smoothie sour slash pastry sour. Um, this one is kind of like a kind of like a granola bar tasting one. Not like not mm. quite pastry dessert, but not quite. Is that the breakfast. strawberry one? Yeah, it's uh, strawberries, granola, bananas, maple syrup, and vanilla. So it kind of has like a little bit of both, and I think that's why I liked it so much, is because not too desserty, but not just all fruit. Mm-hmm. It's got like a little bit mixture of both of them, and uh, yeah, I liked it quite a bit. I gave it a four and a half. Whoa, baby. Yeah, I guess I should have said I gave the last one a 4.25. I don't know if I said that or not. The precious vanilla is already kicking in. (laughs) (laughs) And then probably at the halfway point, we should uh, crack the other one, I think. I Uh, Because I want to try this beer cocktail thing. (laughs) I'm trying to find this other one now. (laughs) I know what it's from, but I can't for some... You can literally... Search for it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thanks, exactly. Kyle. There's, this, <laughs> there's a magnifying glass I, I can't in the bottom middle. I never even thought of that. Jail. There it is. Jail. Well, because it changed the name by autocorrect again. So this one, is my number seven, is Wet Side Connection from mm. Skookum. It's a, just Whoa. an IPA. Was, that was a fresh hop. Yeah, right? it was. Yep, fresh or hop. Or white hop. Fresh hop. hop, either way, right? Or wet hop. I mean, it's called wet side, but on here it also says fresh hop. I think citra. it is fresh hop. Because oh, remember, sorry. he was asking us for a fresh hop. How quickly do you need to drink it? Which is, I think, technically wet hop too. Yeah, it could be. They har- it's, as soon as they harvest it, they use it. Mm. So they don't pelletize it, so they just use the leaf. Well, I've talked about this before. I'm a big fan of that style. It's super piney. Yeah, you like uh, hoodoo? Yes. Is that the one that you... By uh, Grizzly Peak, I like it, but I also like. Uh, I think Bell's or Founders does one every year too. That's like mm. a wet hot. Yeah, Founders, I think. Yeah, it's called Harvest Ale. Yeah, you know it's another great one. I don't know if you had it, but it's uh, Sierra Nevada Celebration Celebration IPA. They do wet hop with it. I don't know if I've had that one, but I love that style. It's just super piney. Pine- yeah, it's so fresh. fresh yeah, literally, it tastes like. So fresh. What the, it tastes like the reason why you fall in love with an IPA. Yeah, like I want to like chew. Like on, if you like it's the like I'm IPA. chewing on hops. Yeah. <laughs> if you like IPAs, and we've been over this, and the whole hazies are great, and the New Englands are fine, and all that, but I'm get a true back on the flavor of the bitterness. Yeah. Traditional the ones that style. You had to like West Coast work into liking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, ones I want to hate this beer when I drink it, and, and then, then love six it months later. I want to love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like Malort. It's like Layla, it's like Layla's love. Yeah, you got like to work for it. Yeah, <laughs> you have to earn it, but it's worth so much more. Exactly. Um, so my number seven has already been mentioned by Jacob. It is brains. I will might as well say it now. My number is seven two? is brains. Four point two five for, <laughs> for me all the now. reasons that you guys said or will say. <laughs> And I gave it a four. Yeah, Jacob hit it on the nose. I don't really have to expound too much on it, but. Yep. All right. Well, back to me then. (laughs) Yeah, right back to you. So coming in number six. Quit stealing all of ours, Jacob, and we can talk. (laughs) Jesus. Is uh, Kill the Sun, (laughs) French Toast. Let's just keep it going. I'll talk talk about it too. So that was my number six. Yeah, right there. There you go. This is one of those (laughs) 
we're looking for to feel better than everyone else. This is a no longer in production <laughs> beer. I'm better than you, Nana and a boo boo. Stick your head and doo doo. So good Suck luck finding one, this one because it's from 2021. So now even harder to find probably. It was a imperial slash double stout coming out 11.7 ABV. I remember this being very French toast, but not to the point where it was overpowering sweet or anything, which Backwoods Bastard is a good example. I love Backwoods Bastard. French but toast the bastard French Toast Bastard is, is just so too much better. Much. It's you too think? much. Yeah. Ooh. I like it a lot still, but I think it's too sweet versus this one. I do remember it being very yeah. sweet, but French I like it. Yeah. It, it is bastard, good. I mean. and it's like a four ounce or max. Yeah. <laughs> I know you don't even like Backwoods Bastard. So. No, but I like French Toast Bastard. It is really uh, good, but a it's a bit sweet. This one, not as overpowering. Yeah, I gave, I think I gave French Toast Bastard like a four and a half. It is good. I mean, I probably gave it like a four, 4.25. So, but I like the regular one better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I pretty much sent same <laughs> sentiments. Uh, I do want to say that I believe Travis got this for us. Yes, he so did. So, shout out. Shout out, Travis. And did you mention the brewery, Jacob? I love you, Dad. Ex Novo. Oh, I did not. Ex Novo. Where are they based out of? I don't know because it won't load. Yeah, my shit wasn't Dude, loading either. Dude, mine's not loading right now either. So on tap must be down then. Yeah. Of course. Oh, Perfect right? timing. I know. You motherfuckers. <laughs> at 11 o'clock at night? Come on, yeah, guys. Yeah, 11.22 <laughs> in the PM. Um, they are okay. out of Elliot. <laughs> Portland. So Elliot, Portland? Says Elliot, neighborhood of North Portland. Oh, so they're out of Portland. Yeah. Just say Portland. All right, I guess I'll be working off of memory mostly here. Um, my number six is Dark Cabaret, ooh, which is an imperial stout from Breakside Brewery, which, if this is correct, I believe is out of Portland, Northeast Portland. Yep, Portland, Oregon. Is that right? You got it, I think. This is your no. This was, this was a first, Tavor. Oh, was it? Okay. Yep. Okay, so yeah, probably R.I.P. Tavor. Pro- oh, yeah, rest in peace. Well, they're not dead, but they're dead yeah, to us. Yeah, we're, we're dead to <laughs> no, them. They're dead to us. Oh, yeah. They, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, fuck fuck you. Um, okay, so, yeah. Out of Portland, Oregon, um, mm. it was a Imperial Stout, which I believe was aged in, I want to say, wine barrels, probably. Something like that, yeah. Because it was... Oh, no, no. Tastes like Cab? Nope. Ca- that's Cabernet. Oh. This is Cabaret. <laughs> that's a dance. That is <laughs> embarrassing. Um... Where but it was an imperial style. Where is it at? Hold on. I got to hit this for myself. I'm actually embarrassed for you. That was to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So dark cabaret. Sorry. <laughs> uh, can't really remember what it tastes like, but uh, oh, there we go. It's back up. Nice. But uh, yeah, I liked it quite a bit and I gave it a four and a half. So this was the blended one. Uh, with it has 60% extra strength Baltic Porter and bourbon barrels for 10 months. 30% tropical export style in bourbon barrels for four months and 10% traditional Russian imperial stout in bourbon barrels for 24 months. There you go. Nailed it. And it's delicious. Yeah, I do remember that one. That might have been another top 100 beer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you got at least some of them checked in. No, top 100? No, I think that was... Or was that was just... It? I don't know. We did it with some... We saved that for something special. I remember that. 
January 16th. I think we might have had it at so our, maybe top our top 10, 10 or something. Of, yep. Yeah. I remember, I remember saving it for a... Yeah. Because it was a 2021 SKU. Anyway. Exactly. Which is no longer production. Shout Sorry. out exclusivity. Sucks <laughs> to be you guys again. Um, okay. Number five, Jacob. Is... Uh, all right. Here we go. <laughs> the Chimay Grand Reserve Fermenté en Barrique Chant Francais Chant Américain Whiskey. To 2018. <laughs> so this is another no longer in production beer. Damn, you but guys you, suck. This one was definitely <laughs> past its prime. But like I could get all the things that it was still. And I still loved it for what it currently And that was, was our anniversary episode. That past episode. its prime, not that great. Number five. <laughs> <laughs> no, Top it five was, I've I did had still, this year. <laughs> I still think it was great. But... I think it would have been higher and much like maybe just like <coughs> peak if it was not for sure. the fact it was like four years old. Yeah. Imagine if it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was like enjoyed by 2021. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was made in 2018, right? Yeah. Yeah. So definitely old. Still good. Monks know if what If someone would have cellared it properly, it probably would have yeah. still been good, but they didn't sell it. Could have been better maybe. It could have been. Yeah. Even better. Cool, cool. It wasn't flat or anything, at least. My, are you done with that? Yeah. My number five is Sour Lake, a mm. recent one that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, another Michigan product. Sour Lake, um, the skew is the guava, passion fruit, and orange. 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 Um, this is from Broad Lake Brewing, Brewery and Spirits out of Kentwood, Michigan. Um, it was a fruited sour, 5%. Um, uh, I just remember enjoying quite a bit. It was another one of those sours that, you know, we, we have trended towards the smoothie sours a lot, but it's always nice to enjoy a traditional sour. And yeah. That was a really good, like traditional yeah. sours. Like, yeah, yeah it's different. And, um, yeah. <clears throat> once you have the taste for a sour, you love them. And that's what I did with this one. So, uh, yeah. Very true. Okay. Uh, my number five is a beer Jacob already talked about because he just loves to steal everybody's thunder. What an asshole. I do. And that is Dames and the Giant Peach. Um, just reiterating everything Jacob said. Yeah, it tastes like you're biting into a peach. Uh, I love that it's a farmhouse ale slash Saison, but it's 7.6%. So there's just a lot more flavor with that. Um, very delicious. Very fruity yeah from which is at loved it 4.5 nice are we that's, gonna yep <laughs> i was just gonna say let's crack into this uh ah okay cream ale so we're gonna try the maple cookie cream ale now in the eye did it hit you no it hit me on the side of my face on my sideburn Stuck in there, all sticky. Mm. <laughs> it smells. It wow. smells like absolutely <laughs> incredible. I open that, and it smells like <laughs> breakfast, yeah, like no. a diner. Wow, that is sweet smelling. Good, not great. Yeah, like when Again, I want a maple beer. Ale. Yeah, when I want maple, and I taste this flavor, these flavor notes, I want it to be a thicker beer. Me too. And That's it's just exactly so thin. Feel, it feels very thin. But you have to take it for I, I know, what I know, it is as a cream ale, like. Yeah, if we're cream talking cream ales, this is probably like a better cream ale that I've had. 
Yeah. Wow. Like the maple though is insane. Yeah. <laughs> what did they do? Infuse it? Like. And I think you're coming off of also, you're coming off of right. a 14% stout. Very thick. But I'm saying like, I think the blend is going to be legendary. This is pretty good. Honestly. Yeah. It's going to be a really good blend. But it's, no, no, I'm not saying it's bad. I just associate maple with heavy, dark beers. Yeah, for sure. But. But it is still really good. I mean, I like get the, the shortbread. I get the yeah. maple. Like flavor notes, they nailed See, it. See, they said chicken and waffles with this, but honestly, I think just like chicken <laughs> with this would <laughs> I don't give think you fried chicken. Yeah, yeah, it would give you like the chicken and yeah, waffles. Because you flavor. wouldn't need. I want like I don't want more sweet with right, it. This would be like yeah. this. It would be like chicken and waffles with chicken and waffles. Because I mean, shortbread is like very similar to a waffle. So taste. think yeah. about making a beer batter out of this. Yeah, that would be good. Um, that would be good as your chick as your batter okay, for see, your chicken. There we go. <laughs> okay, now and then and then you drink this with it. So we need to open you, up our brewery restaurant. I know because <laughs> yeah, drinking have, this with syrup, well, it would be way too much. Yeah, but, but like something salty. But like chicken sweet. and waffles, I like lightly do syrup anyway, yeah. just so it's not too dry. But like I don't put like syrup to overpower anything. Yeah. Have you guys ever had a chicken and waffle sandwich? No, uh, I would so never. They put, they Sounds put, gross. No, they do the waffles as your buns. Yeah, that's no, I realize yeah. what they would do. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not the biggest chicken waffle. I'm more of a steak oh, and eggs I love chicken waffles. I love both. I steak do too love breakfast both. Food is but unmatched. I honestly think... <laughs> it's unmatched. I'm not a breakfast guy, but... Whoa. I'm more of like a, like a, a savory okay, breakfast. Okay, brunch is unmatched. <laughs> yes. So like chicken and waffles for me is... I or, would order before I think I order steak and eggs. No. Steak and eggs... I think eggs are so overrated. Oh my god! There's a million things you can do with them. Yeah, but they're all boring. No, what? Eggs are incredible. Eggs, Benny. They make like so many things better. Even like a fucking like burger, you put an egg on there. Yeah, great. That's Kyle's favorite burger, hangover burger. It's true. And like Eric, (laughs) ever wherever he goes, he always. (laughs) I remember we went to the brewery, and he's like. Instead, and can I get that with two eggs? She like it comes with two eggs. He's like, I'll take three then. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm the type. I want of, all the eggs. And bacon. He always okay. whatever they think is enough for him. He wants one more. But I no, you misheard me. So I get I an, said all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you understood what I said. <laughs> I want a dozen <laughs> eggs on that. No, no I, uh, I always add an extra egg too to like. Grand Rivers poutine because they give you two and I'm like, can I get three? That's what he did. Should it was that be Grand four dollars. I'm like, it's one egg. Just bring your own egg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're seriously. Like, you're like, that's okay. I brought my own. Yeah. Can you do this? Um, I always get like, like when there's a three egg omelet, I always ask them to cut an egg out. <laughs> no. I want like a two egg omelet. Man. Can that, I pay the same price and get less food? <laughs> yeah. I'd rather do that. Eggs yeah. are one of the best. Things. Eggs are bland. They egg. go with everything though. No, when you ate as many eggs, eggs, I can't believe Kyle's that sick of them. When we you ate as many eggs as we used to eat. How do you get sick of eggs? Jake, Wait, Kyle I and I used to, used to eat, eat like 7 to 10 a day. I did eat. I was up to like 10 or 11 a day. <laughs> and I could only eat like 7 to 8. I still love them. And I'm just so sick of them. Spice them up. Everything but bagel seasoning on, on an eggs, egg is really good. Amazing. Yeah. Feta, if I'm going to have an egg, it's got to be... Fire roasted tomatoes, guac. And then you can cook them in so many different ways. You just throw salsa on there, hot sauce. Ah, it's endless possibilities. All, the, all they are is like a richness and a binding. Like Yeah. <laughs> a binding richness. agent. They just add that I'm about to mix these beers, though. <laughs> it, hey, this is getting better 
as I drink it, I just want to say. I think it's pretty good. Eh, it's okay. That's why I'm mixing it already. <laughs> well, I'll mix it, but uh, there's going to be some left. Yeah, so. you have a swig left. All right. Jacob, hit us with number four. Numero foro. Look at that color. It's like a tannin. It's a black and tan. Black and tan. All right. Number four. Another even more exclusive beer. You probably know what we're talking about. It's Purple Haze. <gasps> mm-hmm. That was from, we got through our Joshua's VIP passes. Turn up. <laughs> I mean, I am Very VIP, exclusive. clearly. Yeah, literally. I'm drinking no, I, honestly, it, you it know does what? say no longer in production. Think so this was the only way you could have gotten this beer. Yeah, thinking sure. back on it, how much beer I've bought and drank over these years, <laughs> I deserve that goddamn VIP pass. That's true. I mean, we're that is true. We're buying the VIP pass next time, so we can get oh, there yeah. the two hours early, because we didn't have not enough time to try everything. Yeah, and yeah. Every, a lot of things were running out. Yeah, we could have tried. Oh no, yeah, we definitely could have used VIP those hours. Sure. We Travis didn't take a break either. Out. Yeah, we were powering. Yeah, it. we could have like braked. And if the we had the two hours long, we either. every line oh, no. went fast. Oh, so, so fast. Yeah. We could have braked, eaten, and then went back and drank more. Yeah. But yeah, we so, were Which is what we're going to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Next time. 100%. Instead of sitting there waiting for it to open for two hours. <laughs> like idiots. <laughs> like peasants. Just kind of woke up at 6 a.m. to go climbing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thinking you didn't have enough time. <laughs> then you guys sat there for two hours. <laughs> Stupid. I was idiot. so tired that day. <laughs> Anyway, this is a fruited Berliner Weiss from, I don't know if I said 450. And yeah, it was absolutely delicious. I remember this had this really strong grape flavor, which you don't get a lot, honestly, overall. I guess they reserved that for wine. <laughs> but yeah, again, you hit like, I think grape is such a good flavor for smoothie beers because it hits what I want, that sweetness and the sourness. And all in this juicy, thick, beautiful, thick, bitch. purple, deliciousness. Fuck. All right. My number four is Mega C&D. Even one that you guys didn't. Well, Kyle Don't checked remember. in, but didn't uh, actually check it in or you didn't rate it. But this was the. Chocolate sandwich cookie milk stout mm-hmm. from White Elm Brewing Company out of Nebraska. I have to read this on Beer Advocate because... Out of the state of Nebraska? That's all it says, Nebraska, United States. <laughs> okay. <laughs> out of Nebraska. <laughs> I mean, there's not that many Why do you have to read it on there? It's uh, Mine isn't back working. Up. Mine's not working still. No, it's okay. from Lincoln, Nebraska. I'll look it up. Yeah, Lincoln, Nebraska. Maybe I have to reopen. Um, Mine's working now, so... Okay, maybe I have to close and reopen. <clears throat> anyway... Um, no, mine literally says unreachable. <laughs> <laughs> Untapped. Oh, is, yeah, mine isn't even loading anymore. All right. Anyway, um, White Elm Brewing it is a imperial stout, uh, 12.5%. It is an imperial version of their double stuffed chocolate sandwich cookie milk stout. And I just don't remember a lot of it because obviously we were, this was towards the end. And we were working up in ABV rather than working down. As one does. <laughs> as Obviously. <laughs> naturally as we <laughs> do so. Um, so I don't remember a lot of it, but clearly I loved it. And I gave it a four and a half. So this, I believe, is our my first 
4.5 of the day. Uh, I think so. Okay, my number four, I had to put this at number four, obviously. Bourbon Barrel Fourth Dementia Old Ale. So this is an old ale, surprisingly <laughs> enough. Believe me uh, from Cunin Brewing out of Warren, Michigan. Cunin. Cunin. That's what I said. Kuhnhein. I said it with the regional dialect, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Obviously. With the Michigan dialect. Kuhnin. <laughs> yeah, mine says it is fucked. Basically. Mine just says the same thing, air. My untap says fuck Unreachable. you. Unreachable. Don't ex- exit out, Kyle. You'll never get back in. Uh, good to know. Okay. Uh, yeah. Fourth Dementia is an old ale coming in at 13.5%. Not a big description here, but um, yeah, it is delicious. Old ales can kind of be hit or miss, I feel like, for me. And mostly misses for me. Mostly misses, but this one was obviously delicious based on my rating 4.5. But uh, yeah, I had to show some representation here for the old ales because honestly, I don't yeah don't feel like I like a lot of them, and this one was just miles above the rest. So four and a half for that, Jacob. Well, now that we're at number three, I had Quit bourbon stalling. barrel fourth dementia old ale. <laughs> so ah, I stole your yeah, thunder you for once, <laughs> and yeah, it was <clears throat> absolutely delicious. I haven't had many old ales, so, and I don't think I really liked m- any of them, but they're like a style I want There's to like. There's one you like. What's that? Curmudgeon. Or oh, Better yeah. Half. Which one? Curmudgeon's Better Half. Yeah. yeah. And that one was good. So, I haven't had many, though, <laughs> and this one was amazing. And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Under According to downdetector.com, untapped is down. Right Thank now. you, Captain Obvious. <laughs> My number three has been mentioned already, and it's Dames and the Giant Peach. Love the beer. I love everything to do with peach. So if it tastes like a fresh peach, I am going to love it. And I did. I don't know if we said it's from Michigan, you too. Get your did we say it's from Witch's Hat? down in Georgia? Yes. Out of South Lion, Michigan? We didn't say South Lion, Michigan. Okay. Well, that's where it's from. More Michigan love. Can you not refuse my question? What'd you say? I refuse your question. <laughs> Do you get your peaches down in Georgia? I don't. I get them from South Line, Michigan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. My number three, which has already been talked about. Surprise, surprise. Uh, slushy XXXL. <gasps> Purple Haze. Uh. Uh, yeah, pretty much what Jacob said. I think grape is a great flavor for these slushy beers um i love i also love like the flavor of grape in things um 5.3 percent from 450 north but uh yeah could have been the exclusivity bump i don't know but it was delicious and i gave it a 4.75 i mean they did invent the style right so uh that is the word on the street yeah so they shouldn't be the best (laughs) i mean yeah they do enough of them where it's like Bound to have some misses, but I would say from what we tried from them, everything was solid to amazing. All right. All right. Moving on. Uh, Another one. Number number two. two From 450. Slushy XXXL. Rainbow Paradise. Oh, wow. 
Wait, was this the... This was the second one. So we did two rainbow ones, and one of them, I remember, was not that good, and then the one was yeah, really good. Yeah, this was the one that was really good. <laughs> the <Obviously>. other <laughs> one was the one that you said tastes like candy... Candy dots. Dots, right? <laughs> On the paper. Yeah, I think it was the rainbow belts one or whatever. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah, I remember... Wow. It was I remember, rainbow... Yeah. Which one was but this one? But that wasn't 450, was it? Yeah, rainbow Paradise. Mm-hmm. Rainbow Paradise. Yeah, there yeah, was two rainbow paradise. ones, and we said... Oh, oh. rainbow... R- Kush then. <laughs> yeah. Remember? Okay, we did. We just said, fuck it, let's do two... Rainbow we have two beers. rainbow ones. Let's just do them on the same episode. And one was mid, and one was really good. We should have watched that one movie and did the rainbow beers. That uh, one movie. By the comedian. <laughs> uh, it was like the gate... The Fire Island? No, they were like holding hands. <laughs> we did watch that. Bros? I know. Bros. <laughs> uh, we should have reviewed Bros. <laughs> we should have. <laughs> well, this one was a... Raspberry, orange, pineapple, blueberry, lime, and grenadine. Or Billy Eichner. Billy Eichner. That's yeah. it, David. Billy Eichner. Sorry. Go ahead, Jacob. <laughs> I said raspberry, orange, pineapple, blueberry, lime, and grenadine. Again, you're hitting those with fruits like raspberry, orange, pineapple. You get that citrusy tartness. And then you have blueberry. And then lime also for sweet sourness. And then blueberry, more sweetness. All of these are kind of tart to sour fruits mixed in with that slushiness that I love and then grenadine which I actually don't know what its flavor is pomegranate all right <laughs> there we go boom bam bam another kind of citrusy yeah so when people say cherry coke and you give them coke grenadine it's actually not cherry it's pomegranate well there you go I didn't know that either I never ordered that you get the bartender secrets over yeah <laughs> but absolutely delicious again just na- i it i am much more solidified in that slushy realm than we were a year ago and mm-hmm. 100%. i know where what i like it's the sour tart fruity smoothies not the graham cracker lactose vanilla <coughs> chocolate whatever smoothies or pastries excuse me my number two has been talked about a couple times already, so I don't have to say much. Mine is slushy XXXL Purple Haze. Cool. Well, keep it on the train. Slushy XXXL Field Trip is my number two. Oh, baby. So this was another exclusive VIP ticket access beer. Could be the exclusivity bump, but I uh, love it. We'll give liked it. this one quite a bit. Um, can't really remember the flavor notes that was on this. I'm trying to... I did beer advocate <clears> too. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's nothing on Untapped, but it's another like rainbow can. I'm, a sure, I'm sure it's just a bunch of fruits cobbled together, but 5.3 ABV, again, just those flavor notes. This one is balanced in that aspect. Uh yeah, there's there's slushy beers that don't work, and then there's ones that do, and this one works quite well. I gave it a four point seven five. I think this one was more orangey, if I remember. Orange is always great. Orange to is add. I mean, good one. Yeah. one like when I make smoothies, I always like to add orange juice to it, like orange Julius type yeah. thing. Yeah, I just think orange adds to whatever. Well, it's the citrus of it. Yeah, exactly. So anytime I'm making a you're, I'm making a cocktail, and I'm like, it's missing something. You always just throw a little citrus in it. Yeah. And orange, you could say, you could argue is like the least potent citrus. It's mm-hmm. like the sweetest of the citrus fruits. Yep, 100%. So, 
And grapefruit is the most citrus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Learned really? that in high school. Chemistry. Yeah. We tested it. I mean, I love grapefruit. On a pH level, maybe, but yeah. lemon is like more tart. I, was, I would say lime is the <laughs> most tart. But Think so? Over lemon? I don't know. I love tartness, so. Yeah. Grapefruit's probably my favorite because I love bitter the most, but. That's why it's it's so Lime is probably my second favorite. And then lemon, then orange. Orange numero uno for me. You got your, speaking of number ones. Number one. On Beer Advocate, 99 out of 100. Really? World class. (laughs) Ranked number 169 of all beers. Emphasis on the 69. All right. Quick flexing. Is uh, Midnight Still, Holy Mountain. This blew me away, honestly. And if I ever got to try again, it might go up. But I didn't give it the full five. 4.75, close you can get. And the only way they can hear us on their initial thoughts are on a premium. Right? Yeah. This was okay. a premium <laughs> beer. Okay, that's probably why I didn't include it. Because <laughs> oh. I have this very highly rated as well. Like, yeah, love this beer. I only went off the regular show, which is totally fine. Use premium beers like it's not a big deal. I'm glad that this is getting its recognition. Yeah, now we can talk about it yeah, here. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, so and I'm going to talk about it too. Cause this also would be on my list, by the way, if I included premium beers, but it's not. So. This is also my number one. Yeah. Yeah, this was... Oh, huge. Okay. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. blew me away. <laughs> it, like, I do not like peanut butter beers in general. <clears throat> I think all of them kind of taste very artificially peanut butter or... They're just not, they're too overpowering. Whereas this one was so balanced and it tasted like taking like whatever the most organic, natural, like peanut butter you could get, like a spoonful of that mixed with like just the right amount of chocolate. And yeah, the, it had that velvety mouthfeel mm-hmm. mm. that you get with like a CBS or KBS. And it was just so matured and refined this is a beer that definitely they spent some time making and it showed it was like they said, it's world-class. This is one of the better beers I've had. Yeah. I pretty much agree with all those sentiments. Um, I think I was a little bit lower on it than the, the other three you guys were, but that's not to say that it wasn't still a, uh, an what are you saying? Beer. Your number one beer is a four point five. Yep. <laughs> this guy. It's a it's a heavy. Like I should have used five every now and then, man. I, let loose. I do when they deserve it, and this one didn't. But it was close. Um, I agree. I should have yeah. probably like <laughs> given it like a. I should have used my untapped premium yeah, and gave it a four point six <laughs> or a four point seven, but I nixed that and just gave it a 4.5 but i did i did still think it was an incredible beer um i just think the peanut butter didn't show enough for me in the beer um it as much as it did the perfect amount yeah and i also wasn't or like peanut i said butter. At the, when i had it i was slightly hungover jacob <laughs> that face when he said that yeah you're like Bro, you sound so fucking stupid to me right now. I feel sorry for you. <laughs> like, this is the only Face one where the peanut all. butter was done perfectly in it. I do think that this beer would go up on a resip. 
Too bad. That, well, good <laughs> luck with ever finding this again, though. <laughs> I know, but um, yeah, I guess I just didn't. Um, maybe I missed out, but I still still we think it was out. the best beer that I had of the year. If that's that, if that says anything about the beer, I think that's further establishes it as the greatest beer. Even though I didn't think it was perfect, it was still better than everyone else. Yeah. I just get very harsh when it comes to high 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 level beers yeah oh that's fair you've had the most of us so yeah very true you gotta correct two 2k this year so very true all right my number one beer of 2022 featured on the show was pie face banana coconut cream pie this is <laughs> definitely not mine yes jacob is not a fan of these but this is one of those dessert sours that I thought was just absolutely amazing, which is weird because I hate pie, but uh, <laughs> kind of captured that essence in a glass and yeah, probably wasn't too sweet. Like the, like, you know, banana, coconut and cream, like none of those are like too sweet or too extreme. So I feel like it was balanced very well. Um, this is from Hoosier Brewing out of Greenwood, Indiana, which I don't think we've, I don't know if we've had anything else from or featured anything else from them. So definitely something to look out for. They have other flavor skews of this beer and I would love to try them, but haven't found them or seen them. But yeah, banana coconut cream pie. I think we had it on the top 100 actually. It was the first beer that we started with. And um, might've been because it was the lowest ABV. It's five. It's only five and a half percent. I thought we started with an IPA though. We moved to, I mean, I maybe it would be higher than five what? and a half if you think about it. Yeah, it's true. If we went from low to high, this would be the one. So, but yeah, no, this beer for me was amazing. I gave it a five. Ooh. Perfect score. Would love to try it again. I do want to make a note that yeah, this um, vanilla, precious vanilla, probably would have cracked the top 10. Oh, you think so? I think so. Yeah. Next year. Yeah. <laughs> it starts now. <laughs> it does start now. Yeah. So. And also this like blend, blend is pretty good. Oh, wait, yeah. yeah. I wanted to, we can take a second to talk about our Yeah. Let's do cocktail. that now since we just finished. Yeah. We did blend the precious vanilla stout and the uh, maple, what was it called? Maple cookie cream, cream ale together. And uh, yeah, it kind of cuts down on, it definitely cuts down on the booziness, obviously, the thickness, but the flavors, like, I mean, it tastes more like just a really, really good stout, not like an imperial stout, just like a really good stout. I feel like it just like almost tastes like it was made this way. Yeah, I yeah, think right. It, you can't even tell <laughs> that you mixed two I think together. it really helped mild out that sweetness from the cream ale, and with that booziness from the other one, it's twenty percent. It, yeah, twenty percent. <laughs> That's you how just, percentages work. Yeah, twelve plus a ABV. You just uh, volume is is arbitrary. It's alcohol by vessel. Yeah, actually. So you just put one beer on top of the other beer, and it's combined. That's why a double shot is ninety percent. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows that. Think for one fucking second. Yeah, I think honestly, I don't know if this made precious vanilla better, but I do think it made the other one better. Hundred percent. Yeah, I don't like because when you're when you're drinking obviously an imperial stout and one that's at fourteen percent, it's like 
you're lo- you're getting a lot from just like each sip. Mm-hmm. And obviously you're going to dilute that with a cream ale, but it does add to it, I feel like, in a way. Like, it's much more drinkable. Like, I could drink... I could that's crush true. this. Yeah, well, yeah, we didn't talk about crushability. Yeah. Yeah, this makes crushability it... Crushability for precious vanilla. Neither wine. of the crushabilities <laughs> were very high, but yeah, like together, they're much higher. They're both... They're probably like both one, or one or to combine their... Like, three? Three. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, something say, like that. Yeah. I mean, I like the cream. I thought the cream ale was getting better the more I drank it. Uh, there's, I did like it too. I do have a six pack of that. Like we can drink some more after. And I see, liked it quite a bit. Yeah, but I do think crushable is still pretty low. Yeah, it's still really sweet. Uh, yeah. Like you couldn't chug it, but it I could. Good. Yeah. Like if it's getting better though, as I drink it, I could see myself drinking it. But yeah, faster. These work <laughs> great together. I don't think yeah. they lost any. Either of them lost anything. Yeah think it would be pretty this is a sudden cinema invention too this was not found on the internet so where are we calling this we well i think we have to call this cookie yeah precious precious cookie cookie. that's good i like that precious cookie do we got to make it untapped (laughs) i think hey they have it for fucking reesey puffs or whatever for grand armory don't they i think so don't they have it on yeah we should reach out to um 903 and say we patented <laughs> your two beers that are combined. Yeah. It's equal parts. <laughs> Absinthe, triple Zek. <laughs> Call it a one of everything. Call it a precious cookie. We did try that before, though. Kyle and I did that. Her is pretty good. Yeah. It is, really, it it is, is actually, actually good. really good. I wouldn't say really good, but it's yeah. very drinkable. Yeah. Very drinkable. So that does it for the top 10 beers. All right. Let's get into the main show the top 10 movies of 2022 i think how we'll do it is we'll do uh our top 10s round table maybe a couple honorable mentions after and then we're going to get into the first annual sudsies awards sudsies we need like a jingle there's your uh you gotta clip that wait let's uh (laughs) jacob's sudsies (laughs) we need to have uh we'll give 13 percent to hans zimmer Control the show. Thirteen percent control the show. Hans and Zimmer, actually, if you want to take a hundred percent control, and we'll just <laughs> yeah work for you. We'll do whatever you want. It's thirteen percent of our debt because we've spent, we've spent more than we've made. Worth, hey. Hashtag worth it. Thirteen percent control. Hashtag worth it. Hans Zimmer, know you're listening. You know we know you're a huge fan. Yep. You're a suds. You're a sudsy. A suds and bud. <laughs> yeah, you're a suds and bud. All right. So, yeah, that'll, uh, that's the rundown. So, let's get into it. Jacob, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. All right. Start us off with number 10, please. So, this one <laughs> was thrown in there because I had to get it. So, I, could, I knew this wouldn't be a surprise for everyone. And that is The Wall. <laughs> Climb for gold. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> documentary not about, a surprise <laughs> about you guessed it climbing so uh i don't know how in depth we're going into each of these but directed by nick hardy about the same as the beers probably <laughs> <laughs> and yeah i mean it was a big moment and the big shift in climbing and its popularity from the olympics on has been pretty crazy and how fast it's developing And this was taking place right before the Olympics and the stories of the big, really a lot of the big ones going into it. And 
yeah, it was interesting <clears throat> to see that process and then what has happened in the popularity sense. My number 10 is another one that surprised me quite a bit, um, but it was The Fallout oh, HBO yes. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, it just felt, when I watched it, I just remember <clears throat> that one scene in particular when when the um, sisters were talking in bed and the little sister was like, why do you not like me and all that? Like, what can I do to make you better? And just related to having a younger sister and kind of hit home a little bit um, while watching it. So sometimes movies aren't necessarily the greatest movies you watch, but sometimes a movie can be super impactful. And um, that moment in particular, I don't, I remember it very vividly and um, I think that moment alone <laughs> kind of catapulted it into uh, its own little sphere and that's what makes movies great, right? You mm-hmm. you, you can relate to Pers- them. Yeah, personal. You, you see something and you're like, <clears throat> they kind of trigger something in you and that moment alone triggered uh, triggered something in me and it was pretty, uh, pretty powerful for me. So um, the fallout was directed by Megan Park. Um, yeah, it was very impactful. (laughs) All right. Well, my number 10 is very new. Now, my number 10 also could be swapped with about three other movies, but, uh, have to make a little bit of a statement. You know, it's what I do. I'm a hero. Uh, my number 10 is we're all going to the world's fair. This is a little film directed by Jane Sconebrun, also written and edited by her. Very low budget. Um, You really only see one person, two people actually like moving within the camera. And then there's video clips that you see that were obviously made for the movie. But um, yeah, this movie... It's try, it's definitely going for a lot. It's trying to say a lot um, about online social presence, social media, you know, even video games to a certain degree, role playing, uh, isolation kind of made after COVID or like in the same realm as like a COVID movie. It's kind of like half screen life, half small indie movie. Um, but yeah, just indie. Oh, yeah. Produced by David Lowry. And it is very Lowry-esque, I would say. Like, if he was to make a super low-budget indie horror movie, this would kind of be it. I saw Alyssa rate this, and I was... Yeah. So I was like, you guys obviously just watched it. Yep. Yep. And I was like, damn, she hated it. So I was... So typically when she hates it, I feel Kyle like you're going to love it. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, not a, that's not a bad bet. Uh, I mean, I could say the same <laughs> thing about Carissa. You know, like. Yeah, this. No, no. I totally understand why anybody would not like this movie. It's 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 very low budget. It's like su- some shots are super long and drawn out. Like I said, Lowry-esque. Um, and it, yeah, it's not like super cinematic by any means, but. What they, I feel like what she's able to do with like the setting and like just the actors and everything, I feel like is kind of incredible. And I don't want to like spoil anything, I'll just leave it at that. But 
the music is great uh the it's not like too ambiguous but there's like some ambiguous elements that's great and like just like what it's saying like i said like isolation loneliness like leading up to or like who you pretend to be online and like who you are in real life are different things and it's tackling like all all of these things in a way that's not heavy-handed it's just it, it is kind of obvious but there's more to it than than just that um yeah i think this like i said for for what it is working with i think it's kind of incredible and Again, this could be swapped with a couple other movies on my list, but I want to give this some recognition. I thought it was great. I was engrossed the whole time. It is super short, but so it's not like, oh, like I can't believe I was engrossed for three hours. Like it's not that kind of movie, but I also can't believe I was this engrossed for a type of, for this type of movie because you could watch it and easily zone out. You could fall asleep. Like, yeah, it's one of, it's kind of one of those. 86 minutes. I love it. <laughs> I know you love it. <laughs> I'm all, I'm all, it's on my watch list now. Yeah, mine yeah. too. What is this on? HBO is, Max. Okay, sweet. Number nine. Mm-hmm. Might be a controversial pick here. I don't know. Is it another climbing movie? No. <laughs> but it is everything, everywhere, all at once. Ooh. Yeah. See? I knew it. <laughs> and so I did love this movie quite a bit i didn't love it as much as like the praise it got but i do think it's still a fantastic movie that is really well done by the the daniels and yeah i thought it was fun impactful had those family moments and just i mean really weird and they did a lot which this wasn't like i mean it had a pretty good budget but it wasn't like that dramatic and they did a lot with that so i don't think it was weak really in most areas and i had a great time watching it yikes okay uh mine (laughs) exactly my number nine not controversial but maybe a little easy but i have top gun maverick as number nine. One of the... Probably the greatest movie I've seen in a theater this year. I give a shout out to the Air Force. A salute. <laughs> aye, aye. <laughs> um, aye, aye. I think it's the Navy. <laughs> Just, I don't know. Aye, 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 aye. Exactly, see? <laughs> got, got, a, got a sound clip for everything. Um, I, I watched this in theaters and I absolutely loved it. The sound design is incredible. Tom Cruise kills it. I think it's infinitely better than the original. I actually mm-hmm. watched this one in Vegas. No, Utah. Salt Lake. Utah? Utah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just remember it was it was one of those theater experiences where I couldn't imagine watching this not in theater the first time. Yeah, this is a must-see. It's a, it, yeah, like... Movie. And I wish I would have saw it on true IMAX because I think it would have been even better. But I mean, you know, you think of the the scenes, like some of many iconic scenes in this one, but when he's, you know, trying to break Mach 9 and that, and you just like the shots that were taken. And I just, I mean, it it is a blockbuster, but it's a blockbuster. I think that was done the right way. And, and it's it was better than the original. 
Yeah, like I For said, sure. it's way better than the original. This one has a plot. <laughs> I, I know. I was very disappointed watching the original for the first time. Like, Yeah, it's one of, you know, it's it it's is not uh, very good. It is something that we we watched because we did. <laughs> you know, yeah. we had we watched the original because this one was coming out. We didn't have like also we don't have nostalgia attached right. to the first one. So it's harder for us. Like, I feel like that nostalgia really bumps the first one up for a lot of people. 100%. Yeah, but it's kind of why this one is so incredible. Is they because still had it to made like it. The first time. Yeah, yeah, but it was but different cinema then. <laughs> like people people that like people that liked the first one loved this one, and then people that didn't like the first one liked or loved this one. So that's why I feel like this sequel is such an anomaly. Yeah, yeah. for us to be able to say like this is our and this is one of the only <clears throat> two movies that grossed over a billion this year. Hmm. So it is a true blockbuster. But like I said, it's a blockbuster that I think deservingly yeah. was a blockbuster, so loved it. Um, that's my number nine. I think they did that still without, didn't it not release in like China or something because of American propaganda? There was something like that, yeah. Like this this was really not released in like one of the largest countries because of like American military propaganda and, and it, it still, still grossed over. It was one of only two movies did. <laughs> yeah. That's in Jurassic World Dominion. Well, it depends if you count Avatar too, but Avatar bled into the right. new year, so, but yeah. Anyway, uh, my number nine is a movie that I was extremely pleasantly surprised with. Do you know what it is? Is it a four or a four and a half? Are you into? Oh, I, I forgot to mention I gave it that a four and a half. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've I haven't been saying, been saying stars, but yeah. <laughs> uh, first few are fours. So, so it's still four. Ooh. Tar? But pleasantly surprised. No, not Tar. You weren't pleasantly surprised by that. Yeah, he loved it. No, I'm talking Barbarian. Oh. I thought this movie was going to be dog shit based off the trailers. And I was so pleasantly surprised with Barbarian. I thought it was effective in its horror. I thought the structure was amazing. Just the way that it keeps you on your toes. It keeps you on the edge of your seat. It was funny. It was horrific. Uh, I Yeah, uh, just the, the like I said, the breakdown. A little horny. <laughs> little horny in there. Love that. <laughs> Yeah, like it's it's over the top. It's I, I don't know. It's just everything that I would love to see from more horror movies do. I feel like some horror movies think they're doing this and they're failing miserably. But Barbarian successfully pulls it off. And I would uh, can't wait to rewatch it, actually. So that was my number nine. All right. Moving on to number eight. I have Nope. Were you going to say something about that? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, I mean, this for me was Jordan Peele getting back to what I liked because uh, I, us. Us. Yeah. Not a fan. Talk get about out. Try hard. I loved Get Out. Yeah. We're talking about <laughs> Try Hard. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> like, I loved to Get Out. And then I was so excited for us. And us felt pretentious as hell, like, just confusing and weird for no reason with no real meaning other than being like what was he trying to say about this but i don't think he was trying to say anything and then he had a couple of produced things that i didn't think were that amazing uh candy man twilight zone he did that one other show too um the amazon original mm, yeah the one that was like rip off of yeah. us <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> um i can't think of it but yeah yeah so like then i'm like well maybe he was kind of like a flash in the pan but then he came out with nope and i thought this was really good. Doesn't he have like 
two of the highest original IP grossing movies. Yeah, I think because I think Get Out and Nope are like two of the original IPs that were. I remember seeing that about Nope, so I I I don't know the exact statistic, but that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Nope was not perfect by any means, but it just had it had the fun. It was much more understandable i think a lot of the symbols and stuff were more like things you could actually pull from versus just like let me just put in some random shit and oh yeah people will think this is deep and it doesn't create plot holes like there's like i feel like there's yeah. shit in us that is like doesn't make sense like it's for it. pretty and it's, straightforward and like and understandable and you can pull <laughs> things from it and it's good looking oh, so yeah. it has like all oh, those he- things that you want it even has <laughs> the, the akira slide in it you know mm-hmm so it was fun. It was him. I, I liked it a lot for that. Yeah. Um, my number eight is Barbarian. I just kind of wanted to piggyback off what Kyle was saying. Mm-hmm. It's one of those movies that, like Kyle was saying, but the best part about it is the trailer was so misleading. Yes. I and love the marketing for it. Yeah. The marketing was incredible. The, I guess the poster, it was one of those posters that I saw and I was like, I need to see this movie no matter what. Um, and it was, it was a very simple story. It didn't, it didn't try and do too much, but it did everything it did do. It did it right. And, um, a little bit of dark humor in there, which was, which was awesome. I mean, and like I was saying, like a lot of horror movies try and I don't even think they try and do this, but they try and do like they like a lot of horror movies nowadays, like pretend to try and re- reinvent the wheel and the wheels fucking there. So like horror, just stay in your lane. <laughs> and, you know, well, let's Barbarian, talk about another 2022 release that I think was doing something kind of similar. Texas Chainsaw, mm. like they definitely included comedy in this new one like the the just like the influencer thing and them you know the whole plot and everything i feel like kind of was a joke but and that movie was fine like i don't think it's dog shit like that movie is a very mid movie but it's not as nearly as successful as barbarian what's that <laughs> try nickelback award oh the nickelback award yeah <laughs> possibly like i don't think it's dog shit but it's extremely mediocre and like it's trying to do something similar to Barbarian, but Barbarian does it so much better. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I mean, the, the, he came, the, the director himself to know where he came from and to be able to do something like this. And maybe it gives a little, gets a little hometown, uh, their home state love. <laughs> you know, I actually forgot that until you just mentioned it though, but yeah. Yeah. Well, when you need a shitty city, that's yeah, right now. Oh, we got one. Hey. It's, it's very... Shout um, out Detroit. <laughs> they have so many abandoned buildings. <laughs> it's probably very... Uh, Kyle probably put it on his list because he would just stayed in a Barbarian-esque... That's true, yeah. Ho- Airbnb. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was number eight. Okay, very cool. My number eight is uh, maybe a movie that... If you want to get hung up on technicalities, you could call it 2021, but... Was not available till 2022 here. Technically, so was World Fair. Exactly. Fair one. We're, all, we're all going to World's Fair. Uh, no, my number eight is Petite Maman. Mm. Uh, Celine Siama's follow-up to... Your your guys' girl. Our girl. Uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. <laughs> yeah, I kind of love this movie because it... 
gives you some feelings like it makes you ask these questions. And like, like I said, when I reviewed it, what would you, if your parents were the same age as you, would you be friends with them? And like, would you connect with them? What the, like it's that is very such, so I want to, <laughs> I want to comment on that as yeah. somebody that is going to be a father soon uh-huh. to know that my dad, dad was nine years younger than me right now. And he had me and Jacob is absolutely insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like props to props to our father for that <laughs> because being what I am now, I still don't think I'm ready. And Feel he like, yeah. w- was ready then. And, I think thing that that movie kind of relates. Yeah, it to definitely. That. It's there's a large part about it is. I mean, not just the friendship between the mother and daughter, like when they're the same age, but like, yeah, parental and children like relationships and kind of what it's like to be with. It's weird because it's not like you know, like a lot of movies are about like when they're like teenagers and like rebelling, or when they're like babies and like they don't know anything. Right. This is like that sweet spot of like. They're coming into their own mind and like they're asking questions. They're having these like not ex- necessarily existential, but yeah, they're just like they're more curious and like they're asking deeper questions than just like what time is dinner or whatever. <laughs> Give me some chicken nuggets. It's like <laughs> it's a little bit deeper than that, but they're not like rebelling teenagers. They're I think they're like eight or nine in the movie. But yeah, it's just it's it's beautiful. It's thought provoking there's like a weird sense of like nostalgia attached to it without even like you don't even really need to relate to it in any sense just like having parents makes you relate to the movie and everybody has parents so right it's kind of crazy in that sense and yeah it's 72 minutes obviously come on yeah love it easy watch so get on it yeah i i kind of want to comment on the that scenario of like the questions thing because we're where Jacob and I grew up, you know, we didn't really have, and and this isn't a knock any any sort of way, but we never really had that. <laughs> hey, what if I did this? What happens? Because our father didn't really do a lot of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have, <laughs> so like, you know, I'm I have a son that I'm gonna have, you know, in, in the near future, and to be able to for him to be able to ask those questions and me to actually have the answer to them, I think is going to be huge. And like I said, that's not a knock and you know, our, we greatly respect our father and it's not a knock because him, everybody has the same mindset. Everybody wants to be better parents than your parents yeah, were to you. That's you could have the greatest, you could have the greatest, exactly. You could have the greatest parents in existence and you say, I want to do better. That's yeah. not a knock That's against anybody. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, but like we, you know, smoked you weed. Got, We've been drunk. We've yeah. done <laughs> drugs, you know, like I can, I can <laughs> say all these things because I can be like, if he asks, like, what do you think about this? Or what do you expect from this? What can you do with this? I can have that answer for him, you know, and it's just, it's, it's one of those, like you were saying, I like, mean, Gen Z can only run because millennials are the best parents. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, we were we were we're the, way we more were open the pigs. than our. Yeah, we had to go through the last year. We were the experimental yeah. pigs. Now we're the ones like you know what? Fuck all that shit. It's like being like a boss as a millennial. I'm totally different. Like they're like, oh, your your coworkers smell like weed. I'm like, okay. And 
I'm like, it's legal in Michigan. What, like, as they're long not as they're smoking not, on the clock. Yeah, like as long as they're not fucking high at work, why do I care if they smell like it? Exactly. <laughs> it's kind of the just yeah progression and yeah. Puppy Patima Maman is asking those questions versus, like you said, no, what's yeah, for dinner. For sure. Yeah, your, your your kid will ask those questions about you know all of those yeah. drugs and alcohol, and you'll say, <laughs> and I'll say do all of them, but but be let me do them with you. But let me do them with you. But be smart about it, and if you ever are too fucked up, let me know, and I'll come. And I'll get come you. get you. Foreshadowing, <laughs> foreshadowing for Josh's yeah later picks. <laughs> yeah, wait till I'm uh, forty eight. <laughs> my kid's graduating. <laughs> all right, that was my eight. Josh, Jacob, seven. Number seven, Barbarian. I don't really have much more to add there. It was good. Huge. I I knew you guys both, I think, watched it before me, and you're like, you should watch this. Did we watch it together? No, I saw it in theaters. Me too. We didn't see it together. I saw okay. it with Alyssa. Did yeah. we not see it together? No, I watched it alone, yeah. Maybe I watched it alone then. Because <laughs> I think you guys are both had already watched it, and you're like, you guys... Yeah, oh, we did because it. you were on. You were away. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, don't talk too much about it. I'll watch it too, and I did. And you guys were right. There we go. Very cool. Oh yeah, we weren't planning on. We was going to yeah. be a true and then we, review, yeah, and then but then you, you watched it, and it. I watched it. Yeah, right. So I'm like, yes. well, I'll watch it too. Then. <laughs> okay, I remember now. <laughs> um, my number seven is my biggest surprise of my top ten. And that was Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Surprise, motherfucker. Um, and <laughs> technically speaking, this is my favorite del Toro movie. Wow. In terms of rating. Huge. Um, this is exactly what we talked about in the episode, so I don't have to dive in too deep into it. But mm-hmm. this is how I think a remake should have been. Fuck Robert Zemeckis is. It was so much retelling. Better. Retelling, yeah, yeah. It's it was a <laughs> deeper dive into the Pinocchio story, a little bit truer probably to the original story versus the Disney version that we. Grew I mean, up it's exactly watching. his wheelhouse, dark fantasy. Yeah, and he like just fascism. fucking yeah, <laughs> fascism. <laughs> and That's he and we get a little claymation with it, you know, like well, he's all about his effects and his animation. It's. It's Del Toro at his best. Dark fantasies with practical effects and animation. <clears throat> and Del Toro's a genius, say, and yeah. I can't knock Claymation him on that. Claymation is the most practical of all effects. Yeah, while I'm not the hugest fan of Del Toro, like Jacob's probably our resident Del Toro fan. Kyle's a close, close, sure. close second. Well, he picked the premium. He, he did pick the premium. The premium. Um I think this is a <laughs> masterpiece by Del Toro and it's it is it is Del Toro I think as as perfect as you can get on screen for a Del Toro piece in Pinocchio for sure. Oh, that was mine. Very cool. Okay, my number 7 is a little movie kind of flew under the radar uh but it's called The Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Matt Reeves, the Batman, uh, what else to say is about there that, you know, hasn't already been said. I think it's pretty incredible creating a world that is not too Nolan-esque, but not 
it still strays away from the DCEU and the MCU. Yeah, I think it focuses more on like the video game world yeah. that was created. Yeah, it's not like I mean, obviously there's there's like Nolan inspiration here, but it doesn't feel like a true ripoff of it. Exactly. But it still keeps it super grounded. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of incredible just in its own right. Um, but then like the world that it's creating from here, like Batman being so young, coming into his own still. Um, I mean, Riddler is amazing. Paul Dano giving a good performance. Uh, unlike Fagelman's. Fagelman's. <laughs> Fagelman? Uh, Penguin. <laughs> that was one of those grenade uh, things. Freudian slips. <laughs> no, that's what we call it. I like it. Uh, Penguin, obviously amazing. They're creating its, its own spinoff from that. But... <laughs> I don't know why that was the <laughs> I don't know that you did. It was the timing that was like because he said it so nonchalantly. Yeah, like, the the Fagelmans. <laughs> like why did how did you do that on accident? Like having so many <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> uh yeah, looks amazing. Soundtrack's amazing, score is amazing. That's what I meant to say. Score. Well, a soundtrack with the Nirvana. There song is Nirvana. Right? Yeah, technically um, there is a soundtrack. It's only they one love song, that song. Yeah, they love that song. Though. Yeah. No, we're finally in the we're finally in the movies that I I did give a four, but this I feel like would definitely be one that I go up on on a rewatch. Like we're finally in those realm of movies where the ones before I'm not sure if they would go up for sure, but these from now on could go up. So. I did give the Batman a four, but I think it could go up on a rewatch. Would love to rewatch it again. The ending is like my only thing that I'm hesitant about. Like that stadium sure. scene. Oh, oh, and the terrible flying. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. You know, you guys hated that scene. I thought <laughs> I, actually, so I think that was the worst so scene in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually did. I kind of like that scene. <laughs> it was okay. like anyway. the, it was a, it was the only moment where it's like corny as yeah. fuck. <laughs> I guess. I disagree. But Okay, my number seven. Number six, El Menu, the menu. Oh, El Menu. <laughs> and like, oh God, I Jake, actually here's a hero rewatched this not that long ago. But you rewatched it already? But like it was on two. Vi- I didn't log it because it was like two viewings and like spread out and blah blah blah, and I didn't change. But this movie was a big surprise. And even watching it again, I'm like, yes, this is a good movie, like a mm-hmm. really good movie. It yeah. has. It's shot so well. The humor is like very like what I like. It's witty. We it's talk our, about it's our humor. Yeah, it's not like trying to be dumb or stupid. Like the humor is witty and like smartly done. And well, just remember like, what we said in the review. We looked it up. It was like this guy has to be British. The director. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and he was British. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely British humor. Yeah, definitely <laughs> British humor. It's dark, like literally suicide and murders used as jokes, and I love that. And like, yeah, it's just it's I mean, there's a lot of nice looking shots. Mm-hmm. The music in it is almost Ari Aster movie like like mm-hmm. Midsummer, especially. I feel like it, the overall movie feels Ari Aster. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's not quite as dark, I think, but Oh yeah. Esque. <laughs> yeah. Emphasis on that. But like the score is very midsummer like and I like it a lot. Even like rewatch him like this is a good like score. And acting is really good in it. I mean there's a lot of veterans in it. I mean everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, it's just it's so well done. It's it's funny without trying too hard. It's tight. It, the progression goes quickly and just yeah, everything. It's a really just well done movie by the I didn't look. I don't have the Mark Millad. Yeah. Mark, yeah. Who I had never who's nobody. Yeah, yeah, it's like <laughs> doesn't do much. So like I'm kind of excited what he's going to do next. If he can like keep this create I mean this could be one that's just like a one-off thought type thing but this isn't his I first movie not. though right I don't know it kind of is though <laughs> okay and I yeah I'm excited to see what he's gonna do next because I think this movie was so well done he did what's your number yeah nothing in 2011 was the last movie so yeah, it, I was just very surprised. It was a one, probably my biggest surprise of the year. Yeah, uh, my number six is the Batman. I don't have to go too much more into what Kyle was saying. Huge. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Colin Farrell as the Penguin because he was unrecognizable in the makeup. In addition and we to didn't everything that mention we mentioned, also best like car chasing. Oh yeah, ever that, that was car chasing yeah. yeah. was incredible. This movie was all about the mood, and I'm a huge proponent of moods, vibes, atmosphere in a movie. And this definitely created a world that felt like it could be here, but also felt like otherworldly. And um, I think it's kind of hard to do and balance that. Um, well, but Matt Reeves did a hell of a job. I mean, obviously Matt Reeves is good in this realm. He's created the Planet of the Apes, which felt that way. And then, well, not created. Well, <laughs> mastered, I guess. Yeah, sol- yeah solidified and then <laughs> solidified. Mastered. And yeah. then, uh, also did the remake of by far the, the best yeah. version. He did. Yeah. Let, he did let me in as well, which is the adaptation of, mm-hmm. Let Which right is one considered in. just as good. And I think he did. No, he didn't do. I actually never did saw tink, it, though. Tinker. No, that wasn't Mary's. Tinker Spies. Taylor Swift, right? I don't think so. That was the guy that did Let the Right One In, I think. The original. Anyway. Um, <laughs> no idea. Yeah. The Batman. I do have it on 4K. I am going to rewatch it soon. Me too. <laughs> Jacob. Yeah. Bought me bought me that for christmas but i already own it so jacob I'm like, officially so has a oh, nice. <laughs> i got two gifts because i got two gifts because yeah. i'm like i think he might already have this but if he well my real gift was supposed to when we were talking about the january 10th yeah what i had pre-ordered because it said it was coming out and arriving on january 10th was a decision to leave oh wow. yeah on 4k well blu-ray it didn't even have a 4k but uh, it usually takes like I yeah think longer to but, but and got that, and then I'm like, but I think he has this, so I got another one. <laughs> Turns out he I did did. have it, and now I have it, so here we go. All right, well, my number six is a movie called The Northman, Turn which on. I am sure we'll hear lots about later. <laughs> <laughs> what? But, uh, Depending how later. Yeah, well, 
Uh, for me, I I did love this movie. I didn't love it as much as Edgar's previous two films, but um, still loved it. I ended on a four, and again, the last movie, this movie, the next movie, all could go up to a four and a half on a rewatch, and I would love to rewatch The Northman as soon as possible. I actually went, I actually went and looked for it yesterday in Best Buy to see if I could find the 4K, and I couldn't find it because I was going to rewatch it. So I ended up watching. It's on HBO 4K. Mm, I own it because I pre-ordered it immediately. Yeah, (laughs) I think I'll buy it, but I'm glad I watched Raw going to the World's Fair because obviously that made the top ten. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'll rewatch The Northman very soon and definitely think it could go up. But yeah, just like the shots in this, I mean, Eggers is on for how young he is and like the movie. He's he's in his thirties. Yeah, he's like batting a hundred, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's batting a hundred. He will go down as at this point. I think it's almost safe to say that he'll be one of the greatest. But yeah, of our generation for sure. Yeah, he's already. I would ha- say close to of all time. He's like, already had three insanely like masterpieces, basically. Yeah, and there's no way Nasratu is bad. Like, oh my god, I bet it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, so like. Like saying you're going to remake a movie like that, which was so influential to like cinema in general. And like, that's scary for most. I feel like Eggers, I'm like, oh, he's going to be better. He might even. Make, yeah. You've <laughs> like, seen, you're, I think you're the only one that's seen it here. The original. The original. Oh, you guys haven't seen I've it? I've never no. seen it. No. Oh, it's not that great. But I mean, like, <laughs> it, I respect everything it does. But like compared to the, you, you'd be lying to say it's anything compared to what movies we get today. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's what he puts on display. Like just his filmmaking skill and like this movie does have some like tonal shifts and s- some weird things about it, but totally works for it. And the end, like if we're talking about scenes of 2022, probably up there for one. Oh of yeah. Oh yeah. Like the fight in the volcano is just and a immaculate. S- an honorable mention for horniest. This movie. Yeah. I'm going to come. Dudes were fucking naked fighting in a volcano. Yeah. I mean, the movie wasn't the horniest, but it was probably the one that made me the horniest. (laughs) Well, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, yeah, there's just, there's a lot to like and love about the Northmen. Um, Definitely would love a rewatch very soon, but that is my uh, number six. This is still fringe four and a half territory. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely probably could or would go up on a rewatch, but didn't have time. Don't have time. Number five, the Batman. So nice. I really have like nothing more to add. I knew I was excited for this and didn't disappoint. The end. Robbie P. Robbie P. (laughs) Everyone thought this was going to be shitty because Robbie P. We all knew they're stupid for thinking that. And yeah, we've seen good times. Yeah, I also wanted and Lighthouse. I did forget (laughs) to comment when I was when I was talking about it, but um, Robbie P. Emo Batman. Awesome. Little sad Emo boy. Bruce Ray, Wayne. Little sad boy season. Oh, yeah. Sad boy Bruce Wayne. Loved it. Love it. <laughs> uh, my number five is Jordan Peele's Nope. Uh, I love this movie. Um, I think I loved it even more than both of you two oh. did, clearly. Yeah, <laughs> it's you a little gave bit it higher, higher than my than list. Me, so. um, on my list. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Kyle. Uh, you gave it three and a half, didn't no, you? No, I didn't. I gave four. Oh. But it's not on the list. It's on honorable mention. Okay, just relax. Um, but anyway, 
Hoyt Van Hoytema, cinematographer for Jordan Peele's mind. Yeah. I mean, what a great incredible. combination. I mean, Jordan Peele, like we've said, is a very cerebral approach to things. Sometimes it's a little comes off pretentious, but he still does it. You know, and like we or have he's to forcing it. The thing, with, sure. Okay, so my thing with us is that like it feels forced. Like the yeah. the social like commentary feels forced. Whereas Nope, it's like or such even a get perfect. Out too. I mean, get up, yeah, yeah, kind of. But like Nope is like such like a block. Like you could watch it on a complete surface level and it would be great, or you could like dig deeper and it's great. Like yeah. there's both layers. The are, character or the um, design of the mm-hmm. antagonist, I guess we can call it. Yeah, I love incredible. <laughs> it was so cool. I liked yeah. how grounded it felt, but still had that supernatural feeling. The house scene that was the blood fucking raining down and the thing mm-hmm. just spitting out there fucking. <laughs> I even heard, you know, all the clouds, like almost all the clouds in that movie were CG. Well, <laughs> and yeah. the nighttime shots were in the day. Oh, really? Yeah. The Not the <laughs> scene I was talking about, the bloody scene. That was actually at night. Yeah. And they had this but huge crane that had a big ass light fixture over it. But a lot was of hanging night over a house that they actually during built. the day. They it was fake night. That's crazy. <laughs> what would it take to make it look so real? But Yep, yep. Ending the ending sequence, the climax was incredible. Everything about it was incredible. Not perfect, clearly, but still a very, very, very good movie. I agree. All right, my number five is After Sun. Uh, After Sun, the indie hit drama from this year, uh, directed by Charlotte Wells. Yeah, just a great, great, intimate, but like plotless look at a relationship between a father and a daughter on vacation. And it kind of feels like pointless and meaningless up to a certain point and then you kind of catch on to what it's going for and then it kind of clicks with you and really I think it builds up to the ending and like the ending or like not the final shot but well or close to the final shot it's like does this work for you is it going to climax are you gonna come are you going to climax? exactly (laughs) that is the question and I think I did come a little bit I'm going to come. I'm going to come. Holy shit, I'm going to come. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it kind of makes you recontextualize the, everything before it, which is also why this is my last four star that I'm giving because I think this will 100% go up on a rewatch. When you're rewatching everything and you have that ending in mind, you're just like everything hits a little bit different. Everything hits a little bit harder. So that's why it's my last four star. I think it will definitely go up. Can't wait to rewatch it. Love this movie. Numero four, which this one could be my number three, but you got to go by rating somewhat because otherwise that's it why makes I no go sense. by a hundred. It makes it easier. <laughs> so, uh, and that will be Park Chan-wook's decision to leave. Ooh. Uh, an amazing film. I mean, Park Chan-wook doesn't really miss if, I mean, he hasn't missed which with what I've seen, but maybe he misses somewhere. He has to. We'll define this. You haven't seen Stoker. No, let's see. 
Which is go. no, no, no. Sorger is not bad by any means, but I think it's my. You least also favorite. didn't write it though. It's my yeah, exactly. Yeah, Wentworth. This one, a hundred percent, like not could go. It will go up on a rewatch. It is yeah. beautiful, amazing acting. The writing's awesome. Just it's so it it does the thing that is like so typical, but it's Park Chan Wook, and he just fucking throws it at out the window, like what you expect. And like I said. Park Chan-wook and Bong Joon-ho are... Bong Joon-ho appeals to the American Western audience. And I think Park Chan-wook is like, fuck you if you don't like my movie. I don't care. I'm going to make the movie I want to make. Yeah, and he's been doing it forever. And he's still at the top of his game. Like, he's killing it. Top 10 working director, probably. Yeah, easily. And... I mean, this is no exception. It's such an incredible film. I'm buying it on 4K for YouTube. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's that good. It's definitely will go up, but I got I to gotta leave it room to breathe and grow. But it's so rewatchable, too. Yeah, uh, I completely agree. Uh, my number four is All Quiet on the Western Front. The Netflix original, Jacob and I went, pretty heavy into depth and why we both enjoyed the movie. Kyle didn't enjoy it as much as we did, but um, I love the depressing approach that it took. It, Come on, don't <laughs> bullshit me. It really um, encompassed what I think the trench warfare was like at the time. You know, a lot of times they don't, they don't show that very dark subject matter like this one did. Dealt with the depression. I mean, we're talking about beautifully shot. This movie looks absolutely incredible. All the shots looked great. A perfect blend of CG and practical effects. Um, and one of the best Netflix originals I think I can think of. So, you know, number four was All Quiet on the Western Front. Absolutely. Huge, which is leads into my next film, which is also absolutely huge, literally and figuratively. Mm. The Whale. Oh. From Darren Aronofsky. Uh, yeah, obviously, I am a big Aronofsky fan. No surprise. But this movie um, is not exactly in line with his other films. It's, it's a lot more... Grounded, a little bit less stylized. Um, some people would equate it to, I guess, kind of like The Wrestler, but um, this is much more stagey, theatrical. Obviously, it's based on a play, but yeah, just what it is able to do and the way that it's able to stay so cinematic within a the confines of one apartment, pretty much one room is pretty incredible it flies by i think the performances are great some people are criticizing brendan fraser uh for being too cartoony um other people in the movie as well but i think the performances for the most part worked for me and yeah i just think it's it's saying quite a bit about a lot of different things depression isolation even the obvious you know obesity and like where we're at as like a culture and stuff like 
I don't want to say it's fat shaming, but obviously it's he, not fat glamorizing. Yeah, it's <laughs> not. Yeah, it's not saying like, oh, he should just be happy with his body. Well, no, because he's trying to kill himself. Like literally, he is trying to commit suicide via food. So that's not something that we need to like glamorize and like prop up and say, oh, yeah, he's, you know, my body, my choice. Uh, <laughs> like these are these are problems like you know, more mentally, more mental health than anything. But, um, yeah, no, it's, I, I can't wait for you guys to watch it so we can get more into it. I hated yeah. the ending at first, but then I like thought about it and pondered on it for a little bit and I came around on it. I really like the ending now. I think that taking it too literally is a bad thing. Um, of course, Aronofsky has to have some religious subtext in there. So, you know, I'm a big fan. <laughs> Duh. Shout out religious subtext. Noah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Subtext. <laughs> Subtext. <clears throat> no, yeah. I think once you guys when you guys see it, you'll be able to relate more. But um yeah, I can't say enough about it. I'm, i loved it. Four and a half. When is that gonna fucking be able to buy or stream? Probably March, I would guess. Well it just I think it's just wrapping up its theatrical run, so maybe like a couple weeks you'll be able to rent it for twenty bucks and then after that, I'm it's going to be that. I just want to watch this fucking movie. Yeah. I mean, 2022 is over now, so no hurry. Might as well. You might as well. Yeah, wait but I want to watch it. Drops in price. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying. It'll be cheaper in like probably like a month. It'll be like seven or eight bucks to rent. All right. Number three. Mm-hmm. All quiet on the Western front. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Turn up. So I thought this was such a good I'm actually embarrassed for you <laughs> depiction of like war. A lot of times it seems war like war and stuff is hell. <laughs> but like this one did such a nice stark contrast between like them being like 30 miles away from the line to being on the line. You can just say it's a stark contrast from 1917. Yeah. 1917 was a polished version of what we actually expect from yeah and this one was like the reality of war it's like yeah it's all fun and games and then all of a sudden it changes immediately and you're in just hell and people are dying and it's just not worth what you're going through and and all and the idea of they all fought over a line that they didn't even move yes it went one meter and and the thing that you're saying though is you have to look at it through the lens of German eyes because exactly. it's all fun and games. Like that's how they portray yeah, it. Yeah. Like it's not all fun and games, but they were like they were putting it in the minds of eighteen year olds. I mean you exactly. wanna be you wanna it's, be in the army. And it's the propaganda. <laughs> I mean, we were raised in the propaganda of the US. We're the best. We're so World War Two was only one because US. It's like no, like everyone was fighting and that it wasn't just us. Mm. And like so like that's why I feel like Germany was seeing that time like we're the best we're so good like we're gonna do this and then like the reality kicks in and it's just so dark and terrible and oppressive and and like I depressing. also said during the um episode is the original was from an American point of view it felt like this was a yeah. German point yeah. of view and mm-hmm. it's like also kind of relatable and. Yeah, terrible. Because like these are just kids and people fighting just like all soldiers. Like they're fighting not for themselves, they're fighting for this cause that is determined by the government. 
which is always this political game and like propaganda and everything involved in that. And like, they don't know that they're just innocent and doing this because they think it's the thing that they should. He thinks he's getting into one thing and then he sees the wars or the 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 horrors of hell of war. And he's like, would it revert (laughs) tear? Get me out of here. And it was beautiful. I mean, I did like a lot of the score, even though some things maybe overstayed their welcome a bit. But overall, I yeah, I forgot to mention the score. <laughs> yeah, the little the little drum <laughs> roll. Yeah, and there was just a lot to like about it. And the score is great. The use yeah. of it is suspect. Mixed. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. if they would have used it properly, it could have been like amazing. Yeah, yeah. But overall, it was a big surprise. I actually had pretty low expectations for this movie, mm-hmm. and. Because I didn't see the reviews or anything about it, and it's a Netflix movie, so like, which can be great or terrible. I think I was the opposite, though. I had pretty high expectations, <clears throat> and it met those. Yeah, I had low, and it what well outclassed that. I guess that's why I'm a little bit higher than you. So, yeah, definitely glad. Glad Everyone. we watched it. Yeah, for sure. Um, number three, we're f- my in my five star territory. I have three of them. Wow. Three of them this year. I have one. (laughs) Number three (laughs) is Andrew Dominic's Blonde. Oh. Um, I absolutely love. I'd buy that for a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really relevant. (laughs) I loved Blonde. I think it's the best score of the year. Me and Kyle and Travis and Jacob. I've talked about this score pretty much exclusively. You could it, listen to this without knowing the movie, and it's a banger. Yeah, one, that's how good it is. Th- this is the one score <laughs> of the year I think that we all are in agreement upon that it should win best mm-hmm. score. Ugh, Whether it, it does or not, it, yeah. it probably won't, which is sad because, I mean, Interstellar didn't win either. Nick, oh, they're so talented. Nick Cave and Warren Ellis are yeah, so fucking talented. It's absolutely incredible. The, in the use of the score, mm-hmm. the fact that they named the song after the drug that she died overdosed on is absolutely incredible. A lot of people say this is mis- misogynistic. A lot of people say this is portraying her in the wrong light. Mm-hmm. I emphatically disagree I think this is just a good storytelling portrayal of what actually happened. And people don't like what actually happened. Who the fuck cares? People put put certain people on pedestals and they think that they can do no wrong. Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods. You know, people put these people on the pedestals. But when you tell the raw end of the deal and the, the truth of it, they hate it. Like, yeah, not saying that this is the truth of it, but like, right, it's putting a, it's them a in any negative yeah. light is like, oh, you can't do that. Yeah, it's a fictionalized account. Yeah, it's Andrew Dominic's understanding of what happened. It's Joyce, it's fucking written by a female author. Right. This yeah. is the this is basically a retelling of the book, right? Like, this and is you, her doing, and this <laughs> is just him writing his that yeah. book. And I into mean, a you know, even yeah. if these a lot of these things didn't happen to her, because we don't know. I mean, she did commit suicide, right? Yeah, probably. So it's like, yeah, probably some shit was going on. 
But like, even if that's not the case, this is happening, and that she is a symbol, so you can use her as a symbol. Use her as an it, in an avatar in, for in what like is happening in the film industry, which we know this kind of shit is happening to tons of people. Yeah, and I think yeah. that um, showgirls kind of. <coughs> It, this reminded me, of, it gave me a little Showgirls vibe because it kind of showed like the dark side of the industry. And I think in Showgirls like an is a little more in, an, in, a, in an Andrew Dominic way. Yeah. You know, <laughs> killing me softly. Love, love that movie. Very, a lot of really good looking scenes in this. Oh, the waterfall I mean, and yeah. Some, the fucking, the, the sex, sex scene. scene. You're seeing Best it. shot of the year. Blunt, That's not like, a category in our awards, but but money shot award, ba- money favorite shot, award. shot, money shot award. Hey, that okay, might be a, Nom- winner. Yeah, that sex scene. Oh, the it, when it was rolling over the the thing. I mean, the sheets turning into waterfalls. Like Andrew mm-hmm. Dominic is an incredible auteur. He has an eye for style, and he does it extremely well. And I think. That he kind of flexes his muscles in this movie, and I fucking appreciate it because if you have the muscles, fucking flex them, you know. Like he's worked, I think he's done enough in this industry to say, okay, I'm gonna make a movie that I can use what I know, and I think this is Blonde, and it's getting a lot of hate. It's gotten a lot of hate. It's got like a two point one letterbox. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. It's like a two point one. It's divisive, but it's more on the negative side. Yeah. Is it just because the subject matter? Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. And you're putting. It's like fuck you. Like why can't you separate the two? I mean, besides the subject matter, I can also see like an average viewer watching it, not knowing anything about Marilyn Monroe, and just watching it and be like, "This is pretentious." It's but, also long. And it's long. It's almost three hours. So there's there's a few barriers I mean, to entry like here. Like those were some of the things that were my problem. I thought, yeah, I loved how it looked, but a lot of times it felt disconnected and hard to follow. Yeah. And then it was fucking long as hell. Yeah. And I don't think it justified that. And like I, mean, I there had are, my problems with it. Yeah. But overall, I think, yeah, the score was amazing. I thought it looked amazing. There was so much amazing things about it. I just thought... It failed on a whole for me. I mentioned but it wasn't bad even in the. the I did mention that All Quiet on the Western Front was one of my favorite Netflix. Mm. This is Your favorite. my favorite <laughs> Netflix original. Yeah, has to be. Okay, my number three. My number three. Sorry to be talked about a little bit, but it is Pinocchio, another Netflix movie. Number three. Let's go. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was very pleasantly surprised by Pinocchio. I mean, I knew it was going to be good, but I didn't know to what degree. And Yeah, it's Guillermo del Toro, so it has a yeah. level it's going to be at. He's established himself as a certain two... He is a three and a half floor, and he is a five yeah. plus ceiling. Yeah. Yeah, like his worst movies aren't going to be Aren't going to be bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly. Um. Yeah, no, like I loved this movie. The animation is absolutely stunning. I love like the character designs and everything. We've talked about it in our review. Love love the design of Pinocchio. I absolutely love it. Some people don't like it, but it's like you're basing it off of what you know from Disney. Disney. Like this is the Disney one. He made it drunk as fuck. 
Yeah, this like, has a purpose. Geppetto was reason. drunk as fuck. It made so much sense. Yeah. Boy. Yeah, that's what, yeah, like it fits he was with the story. Like ear. Like, it fits with the story so well, and like it kind of fits his character so too. Yeah. Like he's like he's like a bumbling buffoon for most of it. Like it fits his character. So I don't know. I just loved how he looked. I loved all of like the Songs existential things. Songs were awesome. Songs were good. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I like some people have a problem with it being like half musical like they're like oh like does it want to be musical or does it not want to be musical and it's like okay if it was full musical i would hate it and like if it wasn't full musical it could work but But so every disney movie is every single disney original animated movie is in that same gray area yeah but it's like yeah they lean more into it but i know like playing respect paying respect to it you know it's paying homage to the disney but saying also like (laughs) <laughs> I'm GLT. I'm gonna do what I'm I want. I'm gonna do what I want. Yeah, dude. I don't want to do too much of this. Um, I'm not gonna be cheesy about it. Yeah, there was like the one what problem. I think the one problem I had to it was like literally based off of like character geography and things like that, which I think Josh had an explanation for. I need to rewatch it, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's definitely GLT in his messaging and like it's a little bit heavy handed in that way, but I think it works for the time period because. Pinocchio is like an Italian story and they went through this turbulent fascist. Yeah, they went through this like turbulent t- uh, time of fascism. Have you seen Salo? <laughs> you want a heavy hand? Yeah, so it, it to me it makes sense in that regard and I don't know, I just like appreciate all of that like it it included a lot of themes and and things that made sense for it but weren't too Heavy-handed. Yeah, and it's you, unadulterated GLT. I mean, yeah. and you could argue as one of the best, if not the best, claymation ever. I mean, as of stop right motion now, or stop motion, claymation. I mean. Yeah, stop motion. Stop motion. Yeah. As of right now, yeah. I can't think of a better one. I mean, like you could easily say this is like the best, the creme de la creme. In terms yeah. of animation, yeah, I think a lot of people. I mean, Mad God. A lot of people love. Coraline, that's like a stop motion. Yeah, which there's like a, a lot of good stop motion, but like you could easily have argue seen, this. You this seen that. Like I seen no, I seen Mad God. I mean, come on, <laughs> that was like one guy though. The animation is the only good. thing that made that movie good. <laughs> yeah, but that was okay. That was like one guy, which was Phil a passion Tippett. project yeah. forever. Like this, it took like fucking three years to do it yeah i think the crazy yeah i would say the animation on this is pretty much unmatched but i haven't seen that many stop motion things myself yeah the the things in this are are crazy though so definitely props number three oh i gave it a four and a half yeah so uh number two gtlt's pinocchio (laughs) holy yeah i love it it's incredible i mean I obviously am the resident fan of Guillermo del Toro. I even went to his fucking like. Oh, yeah. You did see yeah, the museum. Museum exhibit in Toronto just to mm-hmm. see his fucking museum. You did. You saw exhibit. Pan's Labyrinth. I saw so much. And yeah. You saw his penis. I mean, I wish. That wasn't <laughs> at the museum, though. That was. That was after. I mean, yeah. We just yeah. met. He <laughs> happened to be there. <laughs> But he saw it when it was coming <laughs> to his mouth. <laughs> but yeah, I, it is incredible. I mean, this was 100%, like I said, like Parents Labyrinth is when I fell in love with. I mean, actually, I loved Hellboys, but 
Pan's Labyrinth is what I really fell in love with Guillermo right. del Toro for that dark fantasy, and this was it again. I like wish Pinocchio. I, fits, I wish I got the same feeling that you did from that movie. Pinocchio just fits his style so well, hundred percent. And like doing this as like also stop motion, like he's another level. It's insane how amazing. This was done. I mean, Pinocchio like this is, is the kind of like kids movie I would want to show my kids, right? Like this is like a PG yeah. thirteen kids movie. Yeah, like <laughs> this is what I would want them to see. It's like, it's like kid ish friendly, but also like has these really dark topics that are going to bring up questions that you want to talk about and like think about. And it's just so, especially in comparison, there was three Pinocchio movies released last year, by the way. Yeah. Three? Yeah. Three. What was the third? You don't want to know. Okay. <laughs> it was terrible. But the other one was obviously Disney, which was an abomination. And yeah, just a soulless half, half real, half CG we also recreation. We also <laughs> didn't establish Ewan McGregor's cricket. Yeah, he was good. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, way we better than Joseph, Joseph Gordon. Gordon oh, he was terrible. We love J. Oh, we yeah. love JGL. Uh, yeah, exactly. Our, we like him. You have a clip right Yeah, here, exactly. You know? We like him. He's in great his... in the Nolan films. You know, <laughs> JGL, great in Don John. But good director, good actor, but exactly. Love him as a guy, but Robert Zemeckis and said here totally miscast. Do a fucking old Southern accent. <laughs> Bro, you sound so fucking stupid. I mean, to me literally, right now. I like, I feel like there it's a disservice to this Pinocchio to even compare it to that one because I think I gave the other one a one and a half or like I think we less. both, we think we I all think we gave all it did, yeah. a yeah, one. Yeah. It's it's horrible. It's and this not is a good four movie. and a half, like three yeah, stars, like three full stars. It there. is insane. The like in every way, there is nothing at all that is worse or even equal to that one. Oh, everything was worse than that one. <laughs> So it's true. Tom yeah, Hanks. It's, it is an amazing movie. And also, yeah, I mean, G T is killing it still. Yeah. My number two mm-hmm. after sun. Told you foreshadowing. Uh, you did foreshadow. And I'm going to come. The only thing I think I have to add to it is like we talked about it earlier when, when we were talking about, um, petite maman when I said you know like I want to be able to answer those questions and after son he said if you like they were sitting on the 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 mm-hmm. boat or not a boat but a float basically and he was like if you're going to do these things like tell me talk you know like me, yeah. talk to me about it and his his daughter says oh I had my first kiss oh how was it you know like he keeps it so nonchalant, but also, you know, is still teaching and still mentoring and still being a father to, to his daughter. And I mean, it's how I would be. Yeah, I think it's and, like you know, be careful, but like, how was it? <laughs> I'm also like you know, like I said, like being a father soon. I think this movie probably impacted me more than you two because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna have these conversations. Yeah. You know, and yeah, 15 years from now, 14, yeah, 10, 12, I'm 14. Super years excited from now. to corrupt them. You know, and like, <laughs> I'm going to have you guys being 
you know, a major player in my child's life, you know, it's like thinking about that yeah, shit. They will be a climber. <laughs> you know, like I'm going to have you two as like, you know, kind of like mentors, like mm. you're going to be the fun uncle, Jacob, and Kyle's going to be the other I mean, fake, the drunk uncle, the fake fun, fun uncle, the drunkle, <laughs> you know, and like having the experiences that we've had because we also were, we're, we're, you know, we're still young, like we're 30, you know, we're young still and we're, yeah. we're still figuring shit out, you know, and like, oh yeah, we try these things and we can be like, okay, we did that. And I can tell my son, okay, here's, if you're going to do it, that's fine. Cause I can't judge you because I did it too. But <laughs> yeah, try to guide. Here's you. what to expect and what you can do. And if Literally. you're gonna do it, I'd like to be around. Yeah, you know, like kind of giving these this guiding force to my son. And I think I mean, there's what, always there's studies shown that's like the most like the more you try to protect and shelter, it's like the more it's exactly like, what do they say because, the tighter the grip, the more that slips through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, I feel. It's, I mean, it's true. Yeah, I totally feel that because it's and I don't like, ever want to be that rebel like. No, I don't ever want to be that parent that's so tight that yeah, they're rebelling. But the thing yeah, is, yeah, like, yeah. they're gonna do it anyway. Yeah. So it's like, would you rather be the parent that they talk to you about it with, or the parent that they hide it from? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a big difference. And I think that that's why I think After Sun really, really connects. Yeah, connects with me because, mm-hmm. you know, that's gonna be me. Yeah, and I'm gonna have that, and I'm gonna be able to tell my son. I love you, <laughs> the per, like personal experience, <laughs> exact personal experiences because I've had those, yeah, and we've had those, and you know he can he can be like fuck you, dad. I'm gonna go talk to Uncle Jacob, and he he'll be able to tell him the same thing, yeah. you know, yeah, or yeah. Uncle Kyle's gonna be able to tell him the same thing. So it's like know, he's kind of read about that. And you're gonna be <laughs> like, how was there with him that night? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like, like yeah. he got <laughs> We did that all together, <laughs> and we can we have that experience and life is all about experiences we're all human you gotta treat them like humans and i think that after sun the emphasis on the sun part like it's it is after s-u-n but i thought after s-o-n yeah yeah even though it's about a daughter well yeah but (laughs) no i know you're saying relatable (laughs) yeah all the same yeah, cannot wait to rewatch that one. Honestly, that one is is the uh, I need to rewatch the brink of the yeah. four and the four and a halfs for me. So, got any ankle? I mean, I might as well. I got to leave soon, so we gotta hurry it up. You have a what? It's one sixteen. I have to be there by two. You have to be there by two. Okay, we're almost, we're almost done. We're almost done. Yeah. Um. Okay, I'm on. I'm on my number two, right? Where you're, you're. Yep. You you're just up. talked about yeah, after, after sun. Okay. Yep. All right, my number two, another Netflix film back to back with Pinocchio, is Blonde. Oh, <laughs> love it. Yeah, not much else to say on this. Um, very divisive film, but uh, yeah, I will say that I loved the craftsmanship. The score, obviously, we talked about. I think it does a lot of interesting things. Um, a lot to say, totally separate from Marilyn Monroe's life. I think that's where you need to just cut it off. Just say, 
This is a look at uh, the power struggle between men and women, what it was back then, and like Hollywood and things like that. I, I yeah, I just think it's it's you have to separate it from Marilyn Monroe and use her as a conduit for women back then in Hollywood and then go from there. So yeah, Blonde, I absolutely loved it. You guys did a great job of expounding upon it and I gave it a four and a half. Number Top one. film, baby. Are we here now? You were here? We're here. I mean, this I feel like I don't know where it's at. I don't know if I took it off. But I can't find the drum roll. Hey, we did a great job creating it. It should be obvious. My favorite director right now and probably will become of all time. Eggers. Let's go. The Northman, perfect. Perfection, I love, it is 100% my type of movie. And ever since The Lighthouse, I love The Witch, but ever since The Lighthouse is when he really solidified as like, I mean, The Lighthouse is probably one of the most seen movies I've ever seen at this point. Heavy metal. And Northman did not disappoint. I've already watched this one a couple of times. You've seen Northman more than once? Yeah. I, I talked about it. Yeah. I, w- I have it on 4K <laughs> and happy to watch it again anytime. It is I was super hyped for it. Could not be more hyped. It, I mean, Eggers for me has been perfect and he's still literally perfect for me right now. I'm going to chime in because the Northman is also my number one. Huge. <laughs> so I might as well piggyback off of this. And we, Jacob and I are huge fans of viking mythology viking norse yeah norse heavy metal heavy metal <laughs> and for one of our favorite working directors probably number 2 for me right now i think nolan's still my number 1 but he'd be my number 1 right now eggers and villeneuve are probably interchangeable at 2 and 3 mm-hmm. um for him yeah, to make Danny. a Viking yeah, movie. I mean, I'm a, obviously a huge horror fan. The Witch is one of the best horror films out there of all time, I think. And then The Lighthouse, you could classify as horror. Kyle and I did not. But, I Jacob mean, did in our top 10 horror that's true. of the decade. <laughs> the Lighthouse but you could is classify one of the best. The Lighthouse is one of the movies that will like always look good and like always feel... The way it's time. I need to rewatch Lighthouse. The light- every, it's been too like, like every single that's shot. That's what's crazy about the Lighthouse is like two years is like I need to rewatch that. Jacob and it I is watched literally it. the it is one so of the most good. timeless movies. It is so good. I Jacob and I rewatched it at you, the Michigan Theater in Jackson, yeah. and it blew, it's just we yeah. they they showed it. And Jacob and I went, and it was like. I just want. We, had I, little, we were like we had laughing be- with how good it was. Like, yeah, we had some beers. Like, oh my god! You know, look we, at that. We indulged a little on the greenery, and then we walked in, and we were like, "Wow!" Yeah. Every single still, every it's single shot, picturesque, is, is a still that could be printed out in. All right, are we reviewing the lighthouse or no? Yeah, but 
I digress. So we had high expectations <laughs> for this. We had ultra high expectations and for this. And he met them. And he met them. Yeah, the score is incredible. Mm-hmm. The shots are incredible. The end scene is incredible. The night blade cometh. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Amazing. The acts <laughs> were incredible. Nicole Kidman's there. Kills it. I mean, everything about that movie. I mean, and I've been a big fan of Skarsgård. I was a, you know, a big fan of True Blood back at that And, like, I loved him from that. All of the Skarsgårds. I mean, yeah, they're all but, great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I don't know. Just, like, it is an amazing film. It, I think of his films, it's the most accessible. And I think it should have been bigger than it was, honestly. But yeah. especially Vikings, I'm like, I thought it would have done a lot better. It didn't do very well. It did make money it did in the end. Money. It did make money in the end. But yeah, it just everything about it is just so him. And he just he is the way he is. And I'm so happy. This is the biggest budget he had. This That's is what the, I was going to say. I was yeah. going to comment on that. Like very Nolan-esque could be able to get a huge budget and also make a film that's him both accessible to the general public and film lovers alike and yeah. it's hard to do that mm-hmm. it's hard to balance that line and i think but not that accessible i mean it made money technically but barely yeah. made but money. but i think there's three working like a nolan movie i feel like will make money no matter what there's three working directors i think that can balance that line between film lovers Our and house. general yeah. general yeah. and it's denny nolan, nolan. and eggers <laughs> I think Eggers Without thinking flirted too with hard, it right now. Probably close, yeah. I think Eggers is still fringe on that because obviously Northman didn't do extremely say, well. Uh, but the crazy thing about Eggers is like he demands respect from like his cast that like yeah. Nicole Kidman said like he she he was one of the best directors she's ever worked exactly. with. exactly, and, and like, she's worked with how many? Yeah, many. and the cast and for she Nuts said how demanding it was. Insane. So like the cast alone, like people talk about like movie stars bringing in money and like the cast for Nosferatu like if you didn't know anything about Robert Eggers like you could look at the cast for Nosferatu and be like oh I want to see that yeah there's there's high profile actors and actresses yeah, that are respect him vi- like vying to work with him yeah and Nicole Kidman <laughs> said that this was one of the most challenging roles she's ever had and he demands that of them mm-hmm. and he's like if you can't do it I'll get you somebody else yeah and that's for him to be that young and virtually unproven, I mean, for film lovers, he's proven, but... Yeah, because I like, like critically, it's one of the people that like you can see that like doesn't, will not sacrifice yeah, art Yeah, he's not going to take commerce. a shortcut ever. Like, as whatever you want to say about Stanley Kubrick, like, sure, could be like a shit human being. Like, he will not sacrifice his art yeah, for and, your, and you have, like, for your well-being, you for Kidman, your person. Kidman you can like for, it or not, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, he's like, I don't give a fuck. You're going to redo this 500 times. If you don't like this, it's <laughs> your problem. Yeah, get out. And <laughs> you Kub- have bad taste. And, yeah. <laughs> and Kidman worked for Kubrick and Exactly, Eggers. yeah, she did. Yeah, both. So, that's good. Huge. That, that is crazy. <laughs> anyway. Gotta rewatch that. Gotta get it in. Well, we're gonna watch it Wednesday. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm gonna buy it on 4K so I can watch it soon. Now that I'm, now that 2022 is over, I'm done cramming. I can like rewatch some of these movies that I want to watch and just Northman's number in. one on my on my list. 
Well, we are on number one. This is it. On the last yes. to go. <laughs> we picked the Northman. It was obvious since well, we Well, finally it. a movie that nobody's fucking talked about. I don't know how. Number one of 2022 is obviously Tar. Oh, my God. Oh, It is gross. the best movie of 2022. <laughs> no. Yes, easily. Uh, yeah, Tar is great on so many levels. The performances are... Off the charts. Yeah, Clay, but Kate Blanchett yeah. wins Best Actress. I yeah, really she hope should. she does. Yeah, I she really should. hope she does. She I mean, or Anna de Armas. <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> she won't win. But uh, She's obviously the standout. I mean, there's not a lot of other huge performances. I think her, her partner and girlfriend are amazing. Her wife are, is amazing also, but... Her assistant... Jacob, your girl. Oh uh, yeah, Celine, Selena Siemens. No, Siemens girl. Yeah, her um, girl. His, no, her I thought. <laughs> honestly, I thought she was kind of weak in this. I thought her her wife was way better. Oh yeah, Cheryl, because yeah. here's my one like literally my one problem with Tar is when she's like lip syncing the things. It's way off. Like yeah, terrible. And like when she's trying to play too. There was a scene uh, where she yeah, was yeah. playing the violin. Yeah, and it wasn't <laughs> what okay. was being played. I mean, I, yeah, it's like nitpicks at this yeah, point. Yeah, that's but nitpicking. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I just love the things that it's trying to say about. We've talked about it on the review last, literally the episode before this is tar. So listen to that. But art versus artist, um, the the gender role stereotypes and how it kind of flips it on its head because this is a woman and. There's yeah, there's a lot going on in Tar that I love. I think this could also go up on a rewatch and mm. Todd Field's direction. I, yeah, is it would go up on a, my insane. rewatch because like I have a pretty low. Yeah, you went you went to like the the floor of it, whereas I'm closer to like the ceiling or yeah. you know. I think you're where you're at would be the absolute ceiling for me. Yeah, but yeah, which is fine and uh, like. Again, another very, very long movie that flew by for me because I was engrossed in every scene. I think it did flow by, like flew by until one point, and then I felt like it took a huge hit. It does, yeah. There's like a, I, I kind of agree with that too. There's like a certain point where it slows down a little bit. I was loving, I was loving the scene by scene, like breakdown of. Uh, this scene is trying to say this, and like it, it goes to the next scene. They're pretty long scenes, but. Every scene is trying to say something different, and I love that nature of it. But even even the way that it's written is mind blowing to me. The way that it draws you into the classical music composing world. It doesn't care if you're on board or not. And it you nobody knows anything about that. Nobody knows anything exactly. about yeah, classical right. music composition. But it draws you into this world. And it's pretty, it's not like, it's not written in like a too pretentious or too obnoxious way. No. But it's not too stupid for you to be like, oh, I'm like, I'm not an idiot. Like it draws you in and it, you're, you're on board with everybody. You, you know understand what, this, what they're saying. Like it's You know very, what this was my parallel from 2021 would be? What? And it might be a stretch, but this is what I compared it to is Tick, Tick, Boom. Okay. 
I kind of see that, but this is like a little right, right. They're they're different styles, but I also think that they both don't care if you're on board or not. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would. That's yeah. Like you're watching it that. because you, you're watching it, and yeah, if like you're it's gonna not watch hard it, to get on board with like that, with like the theatrical nature of Tick Tick Boom because they make it into a kind of a musical, and just the way that they draw you in is. I don't know, not easy, but I think Tick Tick Boom is definitely more accessible. Yeah, more accessible also, than Tar. For I sure. think it's this is my Tick Tick Boom of twenty twenty two. Yeah, I mean that's a fair comparison, but just the way, yeah, like I said, the way that it's written, I think is ex like perfect. Yeah, it's a little m- more polished than it's not. Yeah, like it's not too dumb, but it's not too like pretentious for your standards, like. You, it, the names don't matter. Like when they're listing off composer names, they don't matter. It's what they're saying about them, and it's right. it's the way that they are phrasing things that matters. And if you glean onto that, it's becomes just like an incredible experience. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. Definitely my number one of twenty twenty two is Star. Yeah, I don't think I completely bought in when I watched it, and I think that's my bi- the biggest issue that I have with it. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely but, definitely yeah, see that. Huge benefit on a rewatch for sure. For sure. Okay. Dive right, into well, a little bit honorable mentions. Uh yeah. So let's go over honorable mentions real quick. Keep it short. Jacob, do you have any honorable mentions for your twenty twenty two list? Uh I did. But then I've been drinking. So <laughs> it was the the ones that you guys blonde. Okay. Would be an honorable mention for me. I I did not hate it. But I did not love it like you guys did. But I do respect it for what it was trying to do. I mean, I d- there were so many like moments I saw in it that were just like, wow, that looks so incredible and so unique. And then the obviously the score was amazing. But I mm-hmm. do think it was kind of a mess for me and story wise and like the cuts and stuff like it just didn't flow well for me. And it was long. So that was like the biggest hit for me. It wasn't like all the negative things that most people have to say about it, but it it was just like a uh, on the technical aspects. It, it was pretty rough for me at parts. I have four honorable four honorable mentions that I wanted to bring up. Three of which have already been talked about, so I'm going to mention those. Um, the menu was one. Decision to leave was one. And tar was one. The fourth one that I had that we didn't talk about was Prey. Okay. I really I loved like Prey. I th- I, we talked about how great the title was. It was a great adaptation or spinoff, I guess, of the Predator series. And I think that it deserves a yeah, shout out. Yeah, I did have out. Prey on mine. Yeah, it was a very close into that. And that was one I think could go up. I mean, it was incredible as a predator movie maybe the best predator movie for me for me i think too. yeah yeah it completely surprised me yeah i think i i just definitely wanted to make sure that i was shouted out okay me um i have four as well i think the four movies that i could have interchanged with were all going to the world's fair would have been weird Young Yankovic story. I really appreciate the comedy in this. I think it's kind of a throwback to t- mid two thousands, 
um, comedies. I just loved it. And I, I'm like, I'm a big Weird Al, not like a big, but like a decent sized Weird Al fan. So like I knew some of the songs going into it. So I don't know if that helped. But um, besides that, Banshees of Inisherin, beautiful movie about friendship and just kind of like how you can become disconnected from one another over nothing also seems to be a metaphor for the Irish Civil War which I didn't know a lot about but if you knew more about it it could you could get more from this movie uh after Yang an amazing beautiful story that was on my yeah that was another one I would say yeah (laughs) okay calm down (laughs) okay uh about obviously about ai and just its place in this world i think it's a super realistic um telling of the future too like some some movies try to go like too far into the future and this is like futuristic but grounded realistic yeah yeah. like koganata like i cannot wait to see what he does next i think his movies are great and then my last one is x um Obviously, two movies came out this year in that series, Pearl and X. I loved both. I think X is a little bit better, a little bit hornier, which I always appreciate. But which will come up. We will later. come. We will come up with. It. Yeah, we'll talk about that soon. But yeah, no X totally surprise hit. I thought it looked amazing. Uh, I mean, it's not horrific in any sense, but just like what it was trying to say too about like relationships, I thought was amazing. Like that, and like the car. The car scenes, yeah. The car scenes. So, I mean, the set design, the yes. the production design was <laughs> the alligator incredible. shot. Oh, there's so much to love about X. Like, yeah, I think it's I think it's definitely better than Pearl. I think yeah. people put Pearl on too high of a pedestal because of the performance. I think Mia Goss' performance in Pearl is better, but X is a better movie. Yeah, I think to me they were also asking. Ty Goth was, or Ty Goth. Ty Goth. <laughs> Ty West. He was wishes. At, was asking different from Mia Goth. Yeah. And I think that she excelled in both in a different way. Yeah. She was great he was in asking, because she played two he roles He was asking legs. more out of Pearl <laughs> yeah. because that was it. Yeah. Pearl was the character. Exactly. X. He had to worry about Pearl and whoever the, whoever else she played the other. I don't right. know her name, but it doesn't matter. He was just asking different things of Mia Goth, and I think Mia Goth is a rising star if she isn't already a star and Infinity Pool. I know, dude. Like her, insane. <laughs> I mean, rising is like a relative term, but she has been in movies since like 2008, 2006. Uh, what was the fucking high? She deserves all What was that, so- all what the was that movie with She's Robbie, so Robbie P? Oh, High Life? High Life. Yeah. She was great yeah, in that. She was. She was in... <laughs> yeah. um, She's always great. Um, Cure, for, Cure for Wellness? She was in Crimson Peak. She was in Crimson Peak. She's always great. And for some reason, I know. just not well known. I, she, yeah, like she yeah. needs to She needs to be cast in everything because she's that yeah. good. And she's, like, out, she's a guaranteed good. Yes. Yeah, we yeah. got Infinity Pool with her in... Cannot Guard, wait was, for Infinity Pool. It was annoying. Dude, I am so hyped for Infinity Pool. <laughs> All okay. right, so let's go into the Sudsies. The first annual Sudsies. First, first annual, annual Sudsies. Took All right, we're not ripping off anybody. Right we we're not ripping Every off anyone because everyone does movie this. movie podcast has their own featured awards. 
So we're going to start off this year with a few. We don't have as many, but uh, I think it's going to be kind of you like know, a building. You know, this is our first one. Yeah, we're going to kind of take this and build upon it. So Right, yep, yep. So um, the first award we have is called the Bill Nye Award. And that <laughs> this is oh, um, ode, this. Right. ode to Jacob. This is Ode to Jacob. I liked it during our <laughs> during our Alien Premium. Yep, take a listen. Or it was yeah, it was Alien Premium. <laughs> yep, <laughs> where Jacob <laughs> said that the scientific method wasn't ex- fully expunged it or was, fully. Yeah, it was examined. terrible. It wasn't up to his standards. So it was nowhere near any standard. <laughs> the Bill Nye Award is the movie that best portrays, best portrays the scientific <laughs> method. Yeah. And our we have three only three for this one. We're aiming for five, but we only got three for this one for yeah, 2022. Yeah, we have three, three to five each award. Three to five Let's to each that. award. Yep. Um, this one, the three uh, movies that stuck out for us was Moonfall, Spiderhead, and Morbius. And I would say Jacob has to pick the winner because I think Jacob he is the, the, winner the too. science guy. So Jacob Saldana, the science guy. Honestly, of those, Moonfall. Moonfall. Moonfall wins. Science rules. All right, Moonfall, you won. Any of them were great for that. (laughs) But, you know, like with movies in general, it's hard because, like, none of they're not scientists, they're not in that area. And I, Nolan is somebody who's very, like, on, if he hadn't made a movie, he'd probably win. So you're saying Oppenheimer is going to win next year? Probably, because I mean, if this I year. I look at this year, sorry, you look at fucking Interstellar that literally dictated science, like yeah, that true. That added hole. to the scientific body of knowledge. Even Tenet, you know, you could argue like he's very in depth with that kind of stuff. Like, oh yeah, I mean, he built a year. nuclear reactor for Oppenheimer. So. Yeah, yeah. He, he recreated the bomb yeah, without without blowing the bomb it. Part. Yeah, without the bomb. <laughs> so. You know, like, All right. so here we are. All right, next year. So the next award we have is the Dionysus Award. And Which, that's the award it, that we would most likely have a beer with or most likely party with. Yeah. So movie yeah. movie person or movie character, character person that, that we would we, most likely want to party with or drink a beer with. So the, the candidates are, are in that hour. Are the dad from After Sun, <laughs> Thor himself? <laughs> we have a duo of Hangman and Rooster from Top Gun Maverick. Classic. We have Nick Cage from. I give a shout out to the Air Force. A salute. Unbearable weight of massive talent. Yep. Whatever. Nick yeah, Cage one. himself. Or we have Tangerine from Bullet Train. Okay, are we voting on this? Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. mean, I'm going to pick Thor. I'm voting for Hangman and Rooster. That's who I'm with, too. All right. Hangman and Rooster wins. Because if us Hangman three, then we have two, and then it's five of us <laughs> yeah. partying, you know? I give a shout out to the Air Force. <laughs> a salute. Shout out uh, Powell and Teller. Exactly. Glenn Powell and Miles Teller. Love it. Um, next award, we have the Try Hard Award. Josh, this is all you. <laughs> We have men, 
we have Bardo, and we have Don't Worry Darling. I don't watch that shit, okay? <laughs> are our three tryhard awards. My vote is Alice Garland's Men. That's the only <laughs> one I watch, but I'm not picking that. So, Kyle? <laughs> I would vote Don't Worry Darling, but I'm going to defer to Josh because this is his award. Yeah, this I, is the try I didn't hard watch award. the other one, so... This is the tryhard award. It is. It's totally a Josh award, so yeah. I'm going to give it to Men. Yeah, Men it is because I didn't watch the other one, so... Okay. All right, men, men is our winner. Try hard. That hurts. Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> okay, next up in our Sudsies Award, our category is the horniest. Ooh. Horniest movie. I'm gonna come. This one might seem a little obvious because we talked about it, but I'm going to so name I'm all of them. I'm coming day and night. I mean, it's <laughs> terrific. <laughs> our horniest candidates are Holy shit, I'm gonna come. <laughs> Pearl. X. Obviously. <laughs> Blonde. Crimes of the Future. And Bones and All. Oh. Boners and All. A lot of good candidates this year. And mine is obvious. It's X. I think mine is X for the old person sex scene alone. Yeah. Obviously, it's X. I mean, it's about <laughs> pornos. But then you put two old people fucking, I'm going to vote for you. Yeah. yeah. And and like. the main character is under the bed <laughs> listening to them fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ty West was in his bag on this he one. Was, he was hard the whole time. Black hole sun, <laughs> won't you come? I'm going to come. I'm going to come. Holy shit, I'm going to come. <laughs> and that is a perfect segue to our next category, which is the cum dumpster. And this is the category for movies that got a lot of praise, but we didn't buy into it. But we're actually trash. But we're actually trash. So the first one is... Everywhere, everything, every everything, everywhere, all at once. Everything, everywhere, all at once, all at the same time. Um, Next, we have Fablemans. Mm -hmm. Fagelmans. Fagelmans. (laughs) Third, we have Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Fourth, we have Elvis. And fifth, we have Avatar: The Way of Water. Ooh, a lot of good, a lot of good contenders Uh, this year. Mine's for me. It's easy. It's Avatar: The Way of Water, but. I know. Mine. Oh, we're gonna have to. We're gonna put our foot down on one of these. But mine is everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm. For me, I think it's gonna have to be Fagelmans. Wow. Just because it's you getting th- it's getting Oscar praise and it's a mid movie as but like that Avatar so is everything, is her- everywhere, all at once. Yeah, but that is a good movie. But you guys gave it like a. Yeah, I gave it a three, but I I said I said that it's like that's my like floor. I think it could go up from a three, and I think I think it would on a rewatch. I'm just saying. All right, so everything everywhere all at once is one. Fablemans is two. Avatar is three. Jacob, roll a die, a three sided die on your. No, don't no. do not do. That. It's do Avatar. It. Talk it out for a second. It's Avatar. Okay, Avatar. I mean, Avatar. 
is let's, let's look at this. Like other than technically, which is is an insane achievement in CG. It really is. Everything else sucked. Here's my argument. It, it, the acting was okay. fine. The big way water has a three point eight. Jacob gave it a th- two and a half. You gave it a three. I gave it a, a two. So that's an average of two and a half. Or wait, two and a half. I give it a two. Yeah. Or I that's gave it a two and a half. Sorry, two and a half. So that's so it's two an and average half. of two and a half. Or two point seven five. Two point seven five. What was the other one? <laughs> Everything, everywhere, all no, at once. I gave that super high. That was in his top ten. Yeah. So there's no way yeah. it's gonna. But crack. I also gave it a one point five. I think you did. That's so low. I gave it a three. Jacob gave that a four. Which and you gave and it a one and a half. It's still a Which would that be... Uh, that's pretty low. Into that. But the but the average is a four four. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, a four we four. Could do the, we could do the math and figure it out mathematically. So 3.8 to... Robots? What was the last one? <laughs> 2.75? Which is like yeah, a one star. This is two drop. eight half. Average, so it's above. So Avatar was like a one star drop, basically right. in our average. Mm-hmm. Everything, everywhere, all at once is a four point four. You gave it a four. Kyle gave it a Avatar two and a half. No, no, no. What? Everything. A uh, three, three. So that's a three and a half, and mm-hmm. I gave it a one and a half, which yep. would bring it down to like a two point five. Wait, no, four plus. 3.5 3.5 plus 1.5 divided by 3 divided by 3 is a 3 so a 3 to a 4.4 4 is 1.4 stars which is a bigger drop than avatar was uh, and then fablemans what is fablemans at is a 3 so that's a 1.1 so the biggest discrepancy is everywhere everywhere all at everything, once everything everywhere everywhere all at once so the winner is is everything? I mean, that's fu- everywhere that's fair. all at once. But I think it's definitely better than the other two. But you know, that's me. I gave it the highest. So yeah, that's the like, winner. I is. do not see how that's worse than Avatar and the Fablemans. But I hated it. So we only relied on math to do this. Yeah. Yep. Science rules. <laughs> all right. Love so it. our next category <laughs> is. The Nickelback Award. And that's the award to go to a movie that people hate just because. Because it's fun to hate it. It's cool to hate it. It's cool, yeah. You don't don't actually hate it. Like, when it comes on, you're going to watch it. It's just cool to hate it. I already know my... (laughs) Um, So we have four on this one. Let's do it. We have Blonde. We have Morbius. Mm Mm-hmm. We have Crimes of the Future, and then we have <laughs> TCM. <laughs> What's TCM? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, that's it. Yep. <laughs> What's TCM? You just wrote I mean, it down. It was you a know, while ago. I a lot <laughs> actually, of this is harder than I thought because I think Blonde is a pretty good movie. I think Blonde is the winner so, because this movie was hated on. I, was I gonna, mean, if we're going to go off of our me, basis... Blonde. Four, five, four and a half. Yeah. And the average that, is two point one. <laughs> I don't think that's a fair. So like if I'm going based on the general public, I'm gonna say Morbius because like people I was gonna say because Morbius, Morbius got released twice and the second time it got released was pure out of 
That's a true. joke. And That's they still hated and they still didn't watch it. It was it was a joke to get it re-released and Marvel did it and it's no one watched again. it. Yeah. Yeah. But like I thought Morbius was fine. Yeah, well, I think we all good. give it like a yeah, it's not two worse and a half, than three. Like, I don't yeah. see why people love to hate on this so much. Why it's so much worse because it's not. And they need to really reflect on themselves and take a look at the other things they like. Because <laughs> That's it, what I'm is, saying. it is not that bad. I it think, is just fine. I think yeah. Blonde is the easy answer, but I think Morbius uh, yeah. is blonde a better answer. Blonde for uh, like me doesn't... I 100% agree. So what do we say? Morbius. <laughs> Morbius? Morbius. Hey, I'm fine with Morbius. I think Morbius is the Nickelback. It's Morbius fun to needs hate it. an award. Like, it I think people... Like, Give Morbius I, her okay. flowers. For me, <laughs> I think most people didn't even watch Blonde. But the people who did hate it because of what it was. Yeah, I agree. Versus Morbius was more widely People went like, to see Morbius because it's yeah. a, a superhero movie. And so. they hated it because they're like, oh, that's a bad superhero movie. Like, fuck yeah. you. They're not. Most of them are bad. And this is not any worse. Yeah. <laughs> and you listen to like, that's why we call it Nickelback, because Nickelback isn't that bad of a horrible of a band. Yeah. But it's just love to cool, hate it. Oh, yeah. Quote unquote, cool to hate them. Yeah. For I sure. think that's Morbius. I agree. I, th- I, I agree. 100% agree. That's perfect. So yeah, that's our I Nickelback, think it's a good Nickelback Award. Yeah. Our last category, last but not least, is well, my exclusive dead category. Last. Not what? Oh, not we just have to do yeah. best. The best. dead, the, our yeah. dead, mm. our, not our dead last, but our last fun, <laughs> okay. sudsy category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this is my exclusive category. All right. And this is the Ex Machina Award. This is the movie that I was most hype about, mm-hmm. but, but never, never watched. watched. <laughs> this is literally just you, your award. What was it? I only have three of them here. And one I is have, a clear winner. <laughs> yeah. I have Scream, then the, the sixth installment. Mm-hmm. I have Night Color, which is another like Shutter, Shutter Rachel. Classic. And then I have Souvenir Part 2. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and the clear winner of this one is souvenir part two because i was talking about <laughs> souvenir yeah. part two if anybody remembers part one <laughs> yeah if anybody remembers the souvenir review josh wouldn't even i can't wait till part two. Oh my gosh but it's gonna be amazing and, and he we, fucking never watched it, it. <laughs> and the, ne- the reason why it's called the ex machina award because i hyped it up more than anyone and I still have yet to see it. Yeah, Josh, <laughs> the trailer. And we both love it. Yeah, Jacob yeah. and Kyle love it. I, you were the hype, most hype for and stuff. I'm the reason why Kyle even watched it. And then it's I true. Still, <laughs> I still have yet. He's to see why it. I love Alex Garland. <laughs> and I feel like I just can't watch it at this point now. You have no, to. You need to. I think I, I just have, have to like it. keep it on the. No, I'll, it's, it's so good. To, it's yeah, part of the bring that over. I've rewatched it since, and it's still amazing. It was just on the uh, the framed game the other day. Yep, yeah, that's kind it of took how a long it's time to get literally this. what inspired the award. It was the framed game, so yeah, shout the, out framed. X Machina award goes to okay. the souvenir part two. I think all we have left is uh, we're gonna do just like a typical best of. So we're gonna do the best of beer, like our favorite beer combined, and then our favorite movie combined. So it's I mean kind of obvious if you can go back and uh, do the math. I know you guys love math and science um, <laughs> of our best uh, uh, top 10 beers, but how are how we should we should just assign points like 10 or opposite well, flip them one through 10 of points I wise mean, and then add them up. I think our number one 
might be pretty obvious because Jacob and I both are the same Is number it? one. <laughs> yeah. Would you have? Midnight Still. But I didn't even have that on my list. It's true. So that could oh, actually slushy it. purple haze might be it. Yeah, it's yeah, gonna be slushy purple haze. Yeah. That was my number two. Which good luck, guys, because you literally can't get it. <laughs> that was my number two. That was your number what, Jacob? Uh, Three or four? It was purple haze. <laughs> Was well, four. It was, it was my number three. So, so two, three, four. I think yeah, that's gonna yeah. beat it no matter what. So purple haze won best beer. You guys didn't even have field troop in your top ten at all. No, no. You didn't like field troop. I don't remember as much as you did apparently. Okay, hey, fair enough. But all right, so it sounds like the consensus best beer of 2022 was slushy XXXL. Purple haze. Which you'll literally never get a chance to From try. 450 Sucks North Brewing for VIP tickets for... Hey, if you want to try it, you got to go to 450 North, but you're not going to get it. But they don't They don't even serve it <laughs> regularly. It, it, was, no, I'm just, it says I'm no longer in production. Yeah, you're not so. going to get it. Might have just been for the cornfield maze. But if you ever yeah, find somehow steal it from someone, incredible. Mm-hmm. And then best movie? Definitely incredible. Top North film? Man. Was probably Northman, I think. Northman. It was your number four, Kyle? It was my number... No, it was number six. Six, one, 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 six. one. What about Blonde? I, I didn't two. have it on my list. Oh, I had three. Okay, so, Pinocchio? Pinocchio I was seven. Two. Two. I had it as three. Two, three, seven. It's between Northman. No, it's still Northman. I think it's Northman. Yeah. So. Do you think so? If one's 10 points, that's 20. One, one. And then you were six, seven, six? Six. That's 26. One, one, six. 24. You have to reverse them. 10, 10. 10 yeah, 10, you have six. to inverse them. Oh, 10, 10, 10, 4. 10, 4. Yep. So 24. Blonde would have been out. Not on my list. Yeah, it would have mattered. Pinocchio would be the closest Pinocchio two. was seven for two. me. Two. Seven. And I had three. three. So it'd be eight, eight, or eight, eight seven, seven, three. So opposite. Okay. What so was that? 18. What about After Sun? I didn't have that on my list either. You didn't have it at all? Oh, no. okay. Never mind then. I think it's Northman. I think it's Northman as well. Eggers still killing it. Nope. Or Batman, we had I it all up around all. six. Five. I had Batman low. I had eight at seven. So that'd be four, four, three. Yeah. Mm. Eight. No, uh, that'd be 11. Northman, 24 points. Northman. Clear favorite. I think it's Northman as well. It was huge. That's fair. It hey, was the one we were most anticipated. And yeah. It met and it the expectations. Totally. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's totally up to Makes bar. sense. It's unfortunate it was released so early in the year because I think. I think with like an award season push, people I mean, would be that more. That could have hurt it more, right? Well, people would be more. Yeah. No, people would be more likely to see it. Be like, oh, these like yeah. performances are great, or I think the shots, it, yeah, cinematography it hurt, is great. It hurt itself coming out so early. I think so too. Yeah, I I agree. Hundred percent agree. Okay. Uh, that wraps up the Sunsies, right? Yeah, it All right. does. Pretty well, good. Hey, what a fucking fantastic show, guys. We did it. I'm pretty we happy about it. it. We fucking did it. 
2022 is in the bag. Thank God. And can't wait for 2023. 2023 is going to be strong as hell. 2023 is looking like a great fucking year. I I think we have, we can maybe give a little teaser on our top three movies of 2023. I don't know if I have a top three. But I do. I can try is to. Nasferatu <laughs> supposed to come out this year, or is that I next mean, year? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Confirm. Here's my three. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Infinity Pool, Oppenheimer, <laughs> Oppenheimer. <laughs> yeah. And Dune Part Two. I only have Dune, but I haven't looked that much into what's coming. Out. You don't have Oppenheimer. Yeah, I mean Oppenheimer probably, but I don't know. Tenet really left a bad taste in my mouth. Maybe he lost it. We'll see. <laughs> um, do you have any or no? Okay. Well, I'm going to say Oppenheimer. Uh, Bo is Afraid is this year. Oh, yeah. Ari Aster. And I, I, think, afraid, yeah. I think Killers of the Flower Moon is this year because it was it delayed. Is. So Scorsese, Scorsese DiCaprio obviously, this year. Yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon. And then, Jacob, you have to... Miyazaki's movie comes out this year. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's literally never made something worse than a four star. So, uh, are you not hyped for it? Yeah. So throw it in there. Well, yeah. Okay, I mean. Oppenheimer, <laughs> uh, Miyazaki, and I mean, maybe Dune Part Two. Dune. Yeah. Number Dune, one. I would I would include Dune as mine it, yeah. with mine as well. But so those there's three. a lot. There's we got we got Denny and Nolan the same year. Yeah. And Miyazaki. And, then and Ari Aster. <laughs> and, Ari and Ari Aster. Oh, my oh. God. The gods Mars of the new Scorsese. generation and the old generation. Literally, like, okay, so overall as a year, I don't want to get, like, too far into it, but, like, I think this year was pretty weak. I think I so, too. And it was supposed to be hyped up as, so like, strong. the best year because it was, like, the year... That we got back to normality. But this is the... I feel like 23 23 is more normality. Yes. I feel like these are the movies that got delayed. Yes. Everybody's hyping up this year, but it's like this year, it was good. But even then, it was like people still... Like Avatar is like, oh, it's the best performing movie in the COVID era. COVID era. It's like, when are we going to get out of the COVID era? Because... I feel like 23 is that year. Yeah, I think 2023 is that year. And I feel like that is going to be one of the best years yeah. for cinema. 100%. I agree. 100%. There, I mean, there's so many big movies. Oh, Big so directors. Many. So many. Huge. Huge year. Yeah. So, speaking of Josh's most anticipated movies, next week we will be reviewing Infinity Pool. I cannot fucking wait for and this movie. potentially Skinema Rink. Uh, will not be reviewing that. <laughs> is it on Shutter? No, but it's at NCG. I will watch it if it's on Shutter. I will not go see that movie in theaters. I will not see it in theaters. I'm sorry. I heard it's a theater movie. Yeah, I've heard that too, but I've heard too many mixed things about it. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm too on the fence. To watch. I'm too on the fence about it. Huh? Terrifier with you. Oh, oh Terrifier. Yeah, I bought it. No, no. So. Ne- next Two. week, our featured review is obviously going to be Infinity Pool. That movie looks fucking incredible. Yeah. It's Brandon Cronenberg, one of our favorite directors of like, yeah, like that. When Possessor came out, we all loved it. Have to see Infinity Pool. That's definitely going to be the next movie. So, uh, Skinnerink, I will see that when it's on Shutter. If you want to wait to review it, I'll wait. But um, if you want to see it in theaters, by all means, see it in theaters. I so. might. 
Okay, well, that wraps up the show. If you want to send us a question or comment, you can email us at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at sudsandcinemapodcast. I am on Letterboxd and Untapped at the KG Project. I am on both those as JSAL517. That's JSAL517. And I'm on both platforms at Josh underscore Saldana. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Thank you.